think we're good to go. There we go. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me over here today, Jason. Great to meet you. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do my best to stay professional, but I am really excited to meet you because I really, really do like your work and I've been following you for a little while here. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So for the people who don't know you, who are you? And then what did you get elected to? Ooh. Well, um, yeah, as everyone knows, uh, thank you for your introduction. My name is Lisa Robinson. I am a newly elected city councillor here in Pickering, Ontario. Um, so I guess I got elected, it was in October. And uh, already I've been sanctioned numerous times for speaking up and for events that I've shown up, like Christine Anderson. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a real treat going on right now. It's incredible. The, the House of Commons can bring an actual Nazi around and applaud them. But you speak to Christine Anderson and boom, the, the whole world's coming down on you. And by the way, she'll be on the show in October, late, late November. She's going to come on when she comes back to North America. So uh, we'll get to say hi. So I'm looking forward to being on a no-fly list. Uh, I'll probably be sanctioned as well. And I probably won't be able to pick up food in a big box store anymore. But yeah. it'll be worth it. <laughs> exactly. I'm actually going to be speaking at her event when she comes to Ottawa in November myself. So. That's awesome. So we both can start learning how to drive around this country. We ain't driving anywhere, are we? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Well, I'm looking forward to finally meeting her. And you met her as well. But did you meet her publicly or just for dinner? Or, or how did your encounter go? Uh, well, no, I met her publicly. She was here doing a, a speech here in, in Toronto. And so I, I went ahead and I purchased tickets just so I could meet her. And then uh, I wanted to have a picture taken with her because I'm very, very impressed with all the work that she has done. And mm -hmm. I thought it would be a great picture um, to hang up in my office at City Hall right there next to Jordan Peterson. Oh, wow. You're going for the whole collection. So who else is up there? You got Peterson, yeah. who's going after for his license. Christina Anderson, who she touches Canadian soil. Everybody yeah. goes crazy. Uh, who yeah. else can we get up there? Maybe uh, well, me at some point. Yeah, I can probably put you up there as well. You know, I got a great photo with uh, Josh Alexander. I mean, there's a yeah. there's a bunch of people that uh, yeah that are going up on my wall. So everybody knows exactly where I stand when they walk into my office at City Hall. There's been complaints about it, but you know what? It's my office. Complaints. So what does a complaint look like for your photo of Christine Anderson? Is it hate speech? Is it they felt threatened? Is it what is it? What is a complaint? Yeah. Uh, they, they basically think that um, I've got some stuff in my past that we'll get into where they, they said that um, I'm Islamophobic, let's oh. say. So um, I guess when she came here and when Pierre Polyev, he sat there and he denounced her for Islamophobia and that. I had a school trustee out this way in Durham, Emma Cunningham, who decided to, you know, go through my personal Facebook page and, uh, you know, send it to the newspaper and of course and they're saying like you know again i'm islamophobic and christine is and there was a whole issue about that as well people asking me to resign step down i'm not fit for office all because i went to an event Hmm, interesting so what do we call it when jt or justin himself tells the islamic group that they can't think for themselves they follow right-wing people mm -hmm. and anything right-wing people say is a reflection on them mm -hmm. we call that well, that's exactly it. And you know what? I, I, I'm i not a right-wing person. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I am a true conservative. It's just like the, the left has just swung so far to the left. 
it makes us look right because the division, the gap is so huge between all of us right now. And I mean, you can equate that to, you know, when COVID started, I think is when I really started seeing it. And mm -hmm. uh, because of our Justin Trudeau, you know, he's uh, he's created most of the division amongst all of us. Yeah. Now you're getting into more of the WEF, UN, higher level globalist stuff coming in now. ICLEI, you're familiar with ICLEI? I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about some of that coming in? Because that's been coming around for a long time. It's just really picked up speed uh, recently or more exposed recently. There's a lot more people talking about it, but that's been around for a while. It has been around for quite a while. I mean, I've been standing up with the parents, you know, um, at the Durham District School Board. I've been standing up with the parents for parental rights, for children's rights. And of course, that now has also garnered me another sanction that is coming forward. Um, I actually went to the one million person march as well. And I think I was mm -hmm. probably one of the only elected officials that showed up at the march wow. I mean, I've been getting a lot of support from all around the country i mean even from alberta saskatchewan manitoba vancouver um people reaching out to me by email phoning me and telling me that uh, don't give up lisa you know stand strong because uh they're really supporting me from all across the country well, you know that Alberta is going after half the Canadian pension fund. We're trying to take half of it. That's yep. so we can afford you. We're trying to get you out here, just so you know. Take me away. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take you. We'll we'll make a good home for you here. But in all in all seriousness, um, this is kind of part of the problem. Is when good people leave Ontario or leave the cities and they move to the rural areas like I did, or they leave the province completely like I did. That's mm -hmm. actually not helpful when you're really trying to build up a base, uh, educate people and get more support that people kind of just get fed up and leave. Mm -hmm. Ontario is one of the largest migrators to Alberta right now. All around me are Ontarians, ex-Ontarians, expats. Okay, That's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing for no, not at all. I'm hearing constantly, you know, they're either going that way or a lot of them are now going to Costa Rica. I know so many people that have gone to Costa Rica now as well. You're frozen. So I'll just wait a minute because I don't know if you can hear me or not. Okay, that was me. That was me. Okay, just yeah. right back. That was me. Yeah, when I get too deep or I make a good question, CSIS pushes a button and it goes away. Uh, I'm back right now. I wouldn't but, doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I, I, half joking, ever since Jeremy McKenzie was on in May, weird things happen. Okay. Uh, but in either case, uh, at least they know where I am and I'm well covered by security, so I'm fine. Okay. But but my question was, how do we connect with people who are thinking about leaving and not necessarily convince them to stay, but connect with them in such a way that you can understand why they're leaving and maybe things can change in such a way that they don't? Because mm -hmm. having nothing but left or liberal or people that don't vote there is going to contribute to the problem. It's going to compound that problem. It is. It's really going to compound that problem. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are afraid to stand up and fight, though. I mean, they see what's happening to anyone who does have who does raise their voice and, you know, goes against, you know, what these the left is saying, basically. Or, and they're just, you know, you're getting called names, you're getting ridiculed, you know, people are losing their jobs. So, you know, I understand people not wanting to to stand up and fight. And I think for some, it's just easier. You know what, just pack up, leave, go. And, you know, that's the way to deal with it. I wish that more people would stand strong, but mm -hmm. you know, you can't blame people for it either. Right. Because they are going to lose their livelihood for standing up. 
we've all seen it happen. The whole entire cancel culture right now is out of control. 100%. And I'm already dividing my chat. Some of them are saying, leave you there. Some of them are saying, take you here. So look, you you're causing division. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. We love you everywhere. So if we can clone you or, or work at uh, following you a little bit closely, maybe we could just start doing the same things out here. Right. Because uh, you, you have some good things to say. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to play the first video that, that got my attention about you. And I believe this is the... the the safe spaces for children or not bringing adult entertainment into to the public. Um, so I'm gonna play that one if you don't mind and get people up to speed on. Perfect. Okay, so just give me one moment. Cheers. Look, we got two Lisa's on the screen. What a wonderful day. <laughs> My colleagues will be bringing forward a motion on June 26 to have me removed as the head of the Pickering Safety and Wellbeing Advisory Committee for two reasons. One, because I did not attend a ceremony which is not mandatory in my role as city councillor. And two, as a form of punishment, because although I can see what everyone else sees, I also have the ability to think differently, which may or may not follow my colleagues' opinions. I want to make myself very clear. I represent all people fairly, honestly, and equally, not just the ones I've been told I must represent because of their need to virtue signal, nor will I play into any kind of political posturing. As for the removal from the committee, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. When leaders do not want to make the hard decisions, they form committees. It is easier to blame a decision on a nameless, faceless committee than it is to take responsibility for that decision as being your own. It has become apparent by my six to one voting patterns on council that I have critical thinking skills necessary to oppose views by asking questions. When I have unanswered questions, if I think the wording is too vague, or if I think it is not inclusive of all, or if I believe that the passing of an agenda item has a potential to put people's lives at risk or in danger, I will not vote in favor. For example, in a 6-1 vote, I voted against Hope's Cradle, in which I had many unanswered questions that not only can put the baby's life at risk, but also parental rights. In a 6-1 vote, I voted against the Ontario big city mayors because I had over 20 unanswered questions. And I am not in favor of putting our mentally ill or homeless in a position of being coerced into medical assisted dying in the near future. In a 6-1 vote, I voted against city center after finding out that we did not have the capability of attending another fire event with the high rise protocols that we have in place, leaving Pickering residents vulnerable and dependent on fire services from abutting municipalities. So I'm seeing a pattern here. Mm -hmm. Six one, six one. Uh, or we, you're reporting the tennis results, right? <laughs> right. Six one, six one. There's a lot of six one votes. A lot of six one votes. Okay, and I'm sorry. I did find the correct video now uh, that I did set up there because this is the one I did see. So I'm gonna right. bring this one back up. Sorry, folks. It's well worth it. So six one, six one. We're gonna six come one. back to that. Oh yeah, and then even last week, you know, I must have had about what four or five five to ones because one of the counselors weren't able to make the meeting so a lot of five ones last week too so we can't call that a small victory nobody's abstaining they just weren't there yeah exactly oh wow well when they don't have to show up because the votes already picked i guess it doesn't matter no i agree right. agreed here we go again let's try this one again but this is it what is an adult live performance any show exhibition or other presentation that is performed in front of a live audience 
and in whole or in part depicts or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, specific sexual activities, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts. What is the definition of a child? Any person aged 18 or under. In my drag shows and pride event motion, which I'm still trying to bring forward for debate, I was asking for three things from the Council of the Corporation of the City of Pickering to consider. One would be to prohibit a person from knowingly admitting a child to one of these adult live performances. Two, not to issue permits or authorize a person that will conduct an adult live performance who will knowingly admit a child into one of these events. And three, that any licensed public lodging or public food service establishment holding a beverage license that knowingly, again, admits a child to an adult live performance would be subject to having that license suspended or revoked and being fined. This approach of creating a safe space for children not to be exposed to adult live performances has invoked some of my colleagues, members of the community, and PFLAG to portray my duty of representing my constituents as an act of being transphobic and homophobic. Even though I have openly stated that I support the LGBTQ plus community as I do all other communities. Parents are terribly concerned that drag time story time is geared towards the teaching of gender ideologies to vulnerable children. Parents perceive these story times to be inappropriate and nothing more than an attempt to groom children and take away their childhood innocence. Because of this, Parents and communities across Canada and across most other countries are fighting back and protesting these types of events. I'm here today because I would like to challenge the organizers of the Drag Queen Storytime, the Children's Aid Society and PFLAG to prove to concerned parents all over the country and members of the community that drag time story time is nothing more than an innocent reading of books to children and that they are inclusive to all. This can be accomplished in two ways. One, by reading traditional children's books that are inclusive to all children and ones that do not promote or glamorize one's sexuality. And two, to stop performing and or dancing in front of the children or with the children at any of these story time events. I think that this would be a great compromise and show of good faith for both parents and drag queens. If the organizers of these events and the, these drag queens cannot agree to these two simple requests, then this will only validate the parents and our community's concerns that these story times are not what they seem and moving forward they then should be considered live adult performances 
in which we need to then adhere to an age limit of 18 plus. I look forward to hearing from PFLAN. Okay, so I don't know why. So let me guess, it passed? <laughs> Did no, the motion even get voted on? No, you know what? I couldn't even bring it to the floor. Unfortunately, I couldn't even get a seconder for, for my motion. Instead, they said that me even thinking it or wanting to bring it for, forward was transphobic and homophobic. And of course, oh yeah, I mean, I hit all the newspapers for being that as well. And uh, and yeah, PFLAG didn't even get back to me with my challenge or anything. The libraries, you know, none of them did. No, not even Children's Aid Services, because it is okay. yes that, you know, is pushing this uh, drag story time at the public libraries, right? That's what I was about to ask, because you named Children's Aid in there to have them explain whether or not these conditions would be okay. You know, traditional storybooks and don't dance with the children. Yeah. So why did you bring them up? Because people in Alberta may not know this. They didn't know that, really. They may not. Yeah, why don't you tell them why you named them as somebody that you're reaching out to? Oh, because here in, in Pickering, well, all throughout Ontario, it's the Children's Aid Society that is actually funding these these drag queens to go out and participate in these uh drag story time stories in front of the children that's a little sickening in my in my opinion my opinion uh, that, that's very sickening i mean there's there a group that's supposed to be protecting the children and here they are putting them in vulnerable um in vulnerable situations you know to to you know be involved in this lewd entertainment now, help me maybe put a rumor to rest or help validate it. But we were having a hard time understanding who takes their kid here, who would actually bring their kids there. But if children's aides are in, in, involved, it could be foster children. It could be placed children. So mm -hmm. it's not actually their parent bringing them. It's their foster parents. And if children are being placed through children's aid and children's aid says, hey, you should be going to this event, I guarantee you the foster parents are going to be the last to stand up to children's aid to say no i'm not going to agree with that new policy of yours because the first thing that will happen to them is they lose the children exactly lose... mm -hmm. so you have a built-in compliant base of foster parents who are going to follow along with whatever programming or requirements given to them so mm -hmm. uh, i would be surprised how many are actually biological versus foster that are showing up to these events yeah, that's a really good question. I have no idea. I did meet with a librarian, I guess, just shortly after Pride Month ended. And I talked to the librarian and I said, you know what, moving forward next year, like, you know, and I told her, you know, why don't we see about being able to do it where they're not reading just like, you know, certain books and like, you know, go back to, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill, let's say, for example, and, uh, you know, stop with the dancing. She said that she would bring it up, but uh, I don't. Thing. I don't really see that going far, very far. And then I asked her, I said, so what about, uh, why don't we bring in some strippers to read, to read to the children? And she was like, no, 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 we can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not? And she's like, well, look at the way they dress. And I said, well, what if we had strippers that dance the same as these men do when they're wearing the women's clothing and they're dancing and they got their boas and everything else? I said, then why can't we have a stripper, right? You're talking about... You know, oh, and then she had said, well, you know, we have to, uh, we have to abide that everybody gets a chance to work. You know, it's, it's the whole entire equality and whatnot. And I said, so now you're singling out strippers though. So what's mm. the difference, right? <laughs> I don't know.
That's incredible. So you change the gender of the person and they have a problem with it. So you put a female in female clothing, they got a problem with it. Yeah. Same everything else, gyrating with the kids, having the same story time stuff. But as long as you change that gender, then they have a problem with it. That was interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? I mean, you have all these men, like, you know, wearing the, the aesthetics and stuff, like, you know, their breasts and everything else. And it's like, okay, so strippers mostly have, you know, they already have that, right? So, like, really, what is the difference if you put them in the same clothing, right? Yeah, but no, absolutely not. Never, no way. So that's one thing I think I'll be bringing up. My goodness. And the three things that you're asking for in that video, the first one was adult. First, you defined adult entertainment so people mm -hmm. could understand what adult entertainment was. Good. We can define that. Yeah. And then you said, what was the first one you mentioned? Um, it shouldn't be done outside. I know the last one was a liquor license. But what was the first requirement or the suggestion again? Well, the first, the first one is that they, uh, what did I say for that? It needs to be age appropriate. So 18, 18 plus for that. Right. And, right. you know, I would, I actually went with 18 because I, in my, in my mind, you know, we could drop that down to 16, you know, even at the age of 16, children already know, and I mean, they're not going to go to these story times anyways. Right. So I thought that would be a great compromise, but no, they wouldn't even go for that one at all either. Yeah. Oh, you came in with 18, expecting to come down to 16. And well, I thought, you know, we negotiate a little bit, you know, but yeah. They're no. not negotiable. There's no. a non-negotiable group. No, 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 not at all. I mean, they wouldn't even respond to me, but yet they still insist that, you know, I'm against the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, I told them, you know, I'm not transphobic. I'm not homophobic. You know, I, I have, I have my own family members who are part of that community. So, you know, but you know, as soon as you go against them and you say something they don't like, they can't sit there and have a, a decent conversation with you. They're unable to debate with you. So what they do is they just resort to name calling. And that's what they do. In my case, anyways, I just get named. No, in a lot of cases, I get name called too. And I haven't done anything. Like I get some nasty stuff. Not like you yet. But, you know, if I get my public profile up there and I get out there enough, I'll get it too for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, you couldn't get a second. No. Okay, so for all those six ones, how did you get a second on those ones? I didn't get any. No, I was just the, the lone vote. It was just, for the six one votes, those were things that were coming through cancel that I had problems with or that I could... Right, so you had your vote with. against. Gotcha. So I would just vote against them. These ones here were the motions that I was trying to bring forward and I couldn't get anyone to, to second them. I follow. So everything that has your name as the author of it hasn't made its way to the floor yet? Correct. The only thing that has no. actually, I mean, a couple of things have made its way to the floor, but you know, one's like, um, as soon as I was elected as well, I, I did a motion for the veteran veterans flag. So, you know, how they do the poppy campaign that starts in the last week or so of October. And then it mm -hmm. goes until November the 11th when the flag comes down. I brought in a motion that on that day, on November 11th, when that flag comes down, I want a new veterans flag to go up at the cenotaph and stay raised until the end of no until the, the end of November in support of our veterans. So that one there passed unanimously. So that was a great one. Well, that's a virtual signal, a virtue signal exactly. in, in all the sense. So that one worked. Yep. Not bad. Now, can we change that flag and take back the rainbow or something? I don't know. Um, we got to do something. 
Um, okay, so how about how about we talk about a little bit more about some of the other emotions that you tried to bring up? Okay, sure. Well, let's see. Another motion that I tried to bring up was that in our Pickering Recreation Center, they redid it over COVID. So they have three washrooms. One is the all-female washroom, but you have to be over the age of 18 and a member. The second washroom is an all-male washroom, but you again, you have to be 18 and you have to be a member. And then the third washroom change room is for any members who are under the age of 18. So you're still paying a membership, but if you're under the age of 18 and any guests for the day to use the swimming pools, you know, hot tubs or anything else, you're thrown into the uh, the universal change room. So, oh. yes, <laughs> yes. So now oh. you've just taken away the rights for little boys or little girls or even adults to choose which safe place they wanna be in. So, of course, I was trying to bring that motion forward at the same time with my flags, which I'll tell you about in a moment. And, of course, the, the, the drag show, the drag queen story time. So, again, you know, they just said I was being transphobic because of that. And then they also lied about it. So three of this, my own counsel are taking me to the integrity commissioner based on those three motions. The next one's a flag one. They're taking me to the integrity commissioner and, you know, they lied in them saying that, you know, I wanted to remove the universal change room. And it's like, no, nowhere in my motion does that say that, you know, it just says that everyone should have a choice to go. If they want to go to the universal, go there. If you want to go to an all female, go there. You want to go to an all male, go there. Yeah. Crazy. Now you're saying the no compromise and no negotiate. They'll even insert allegations and take it to the integrity commissioner. Now, where are you at with that complaint at this stage are you investigated yeah. where you're they, at they've already said that you know i've already been like you know judge juried and you know they're sanctioning me already if i just don't know what the <laughs> sanction is going to be yet you you're know the what they can do is take away 90 days pay and i just lost 30 days pay which just started now so right now i'm i'm working for free and you know i called myself a modern day slave the other day in a newspaper i saw that so now they're all over me for that as well. And, you know, the mayor came down on me and started attacking me. And now the, the MP, Jennifer O'Connell, she also came down and started attacking me on that. And I'm like, don't you guys even know what's happening in legislation? Because just in 2023, just a few months ago, they passed the Modern Day Slave Act. And right there, it has to do, there's a section in there that talks about somebody who is working and not getting compensated or getting very little money for their work. Right now I'm working, I'm mandated to work, you know, I can't miss my my meetings or else, you know what, that there's only two ways that they can kick me off of council. And one is that if I end up in jail or or you know, if I if I miss my meetings. So that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. So what I heard you say is you stop at all stop signs, you signal all your turns, you hit the speed limit, no, no more. Because yeah. even jail is an option for them, and I'm sure they're waiting for something like that. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So now you had a third one you mentioned, the flag motion. The flags, yes. So also just before Pride Month started, and it, it just kind of coincided with that. It wasn't even a planned. It was it was very organic. The town of Norwich, um, just a couple of weeks prior to that, had announced that um, their council had voted and they passed that there would only fly governmental flags on all their buildings. So on their city halls or schools and at their local libraries. 
So I thought, oh, this would be a great one for us to bring forward as well, since, you know, all the parents at the DDSB, they're complaining about all these flags going up. And, you know, we were actually also having something go through in our council at the time where they wanted to get rid of a prayer that we do in front of the council meetings. And the, and the reason they wanted to get rid of it is because based on the 2015 Supreme Court decision about the state of neutrality. So if we're going to go with the state of neutrality, so we can't have a prayer in our council chambers anymore, well, then, you know, we should be going with the state of neutrality when we fly our flag. Because, you right. know, once you start putting up somebody else's flag, other people aren't agreeable to it, you know, you're creating hierarchy. So I tried to explain this. And of course, you know, again, you know, I get called all the names and it's as if like, you know, I had planned it. And the funniest thing about it, well, it's not really funny. It's, 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 it's very sad, but mm -hmm. our own flag policy under 4.01 says that we are not allowed to fly any controversial flags or any flags that have to do with any kind of like, you know, ideological beliefs. So we're actually in breach of our own flag policy. And then it was kind of funny, but again, it's not funny. Um, when the million person march was going on, the, the corporation of the city of Pickering, um, PFLAG had lobbied them and asked them like, you know, could you please put up the flag for the day? Just like the DDSB and all the union workers decided to send notes to all the schools and asking them to raise the pride flag. Well, again, now we were also in breach of our own flag policy because we are not allowed to fly the same flag twice in a 20 in a 12 month period. So we just keep on breaching our own policies. So. Oh, wow. Did they, so you did put up the flag on the march? Did, the flag yes, flag went up? Yeah. And how did people respond to that? Did anybody oh, respond to that? No, I mean, why are they, you know, fueling the fire? I mean, they're stoking that fire. You know, you had all these people, all these parents, all these guardians, all these students and support, you know, about what's going on in the school and with the SOGI curriculum. And here they are. They're like, you know, shoving it in their face. Well, like, you know, too bad. We don't care what you parents, what you guardians, what you students, what any of you say. We're going to fly that flag. Um, just in retaliation for you guys trying to, you know, have a friendly protest. I find it very disgusting, personally. Yeah, yeah, it was a provoker. And I actually heard rumors that city halls all over Canada were going to do that for the purpose of provoking even yeah. a religious response from certain members of the community. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad the response didn't happen. But yeah, they're absolutely trying to provoke. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm paying close attention to how you speak, and you're very precise in your speak. Uh, and you said a couple of times, the corporation of the city of Pickering. Corporation. 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 Not a lot of people hear that preceding the city of. Uh, why don't you let people know what you're talking about there? Well, I let everybody know that, you know, this is just a business. It's a corporation. The city of Pickering is a poor cor cor uh, corporation. So basically, you know, in my opinion, and I said this when I first came on council, I went into the CAO and I said, you know, I said, as an outsider looking in, I feel like you guys care more about the developers and, you know, making the money and what's happening in the city than you do the residents. And all they could say was, oh, well, with all due respect, Councillor Robinson, you're no longer an outsider looking in. And I was like, okay, well, let me rephrase that question. As a newly affect, as a newly elected, you know, can't um, counselor, 
to me, it looks like, you know, you guys care more about the developers and everything else that's going on than you actually do the, the residents. And I see, I see a lot of this going on. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I got into politics, right? Because yeah, for, sure. for seeing corruption and seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So a good friend of the show, Maggie Hope Ron, she's in Peterborough fighting against the corporation of the city of Peterborough, doing the yeah. same thing, bringing things up, having some delegates come in, speaking about it, talking about Ickley. Um, first, I got a note. Is there any way you can shift over? My wife's asking if you can be more center. I think it's because you're leaning towards me. She might not like that. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but, but there you are. You're right in the center. Is that, that better? I just Is that better, Paula? Yeah, yeah, it looks good here. Hey, on the sand. <laughs> she said, yeah. to send me a text or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all good. But uh, but Maggie, she's working hard against Ickley. So Ickley is yeah. one of the programs that not many people know. Um, mm -hmm. But she she believes Ickley is icky. So why don't you let people understand a little bit more about Ickley? Well, I I mean I'll leave that one for her to explain. I'm still learning from her. You know, I get on. Um, I've been mm. on a couple of different you know Zoom meetings with her now, and I like uh, listening to what she has to say, which is which is fabulous. So, I mean that would be something for her to to better explain than myself because that is something new that I'm actually you know reaching out into now as well. Awesome answer. I really like the way you phrased that because you didn't have the actual answers to give me. So you let me know. Yeah. That's integrity I'm seeing right there. Okay, cool. And I will do exactly that. Maybe we'll have her back with you as well. And there's a couple other people like David Parker. Have you heard of David Parker? I don't know Alberta? who Parker is, no. All right. So he created a, a, or he's part of an organization called Take Back Alberta. And they're not a political group. They're not a party, but they're very, very strong and full of members who will actively pursue office. And they'll become members inside of parties and they will become selected to become leaders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they're actively working within the organizations to take back Alberta <laughs> uh, one seat at a time. Yeah. So he's somebody I think that you would enjoy a conversation with along with uh, Maggie's stuff because both of them are basically the similar thing. And they're trying to teach people on a grassroots level what's going on, get them excited and get them passionate behind that so that they stand up forward. And become mm -hmm. members, leaders, and eventually uh, hold office. Uh, that's the idea there. So we got a lot of movements like that out here in Alberta. And uh, Maggie came out and spent about a week here checking that out. So uh, look, hopefully they'll have a take back Ontario or a take back Pickering or a take back Peterborough, uh, yeah. and maybe there'll be some more gra grassroots efforts going on there. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. I mean, maybe I'll just start that slogan out here, right? Take back Ontario. Take it. Take back Ontario. <laughs> take it take it we're happy for you to use that i don't think there's a tm on there no trademark on there yet but right, look, exactly. you're you're gonna be a pro with uh, integrity commissioners with sanctions with working for free as a modern day slave according to the actual laws that we have here mm -hmm. proper definition according to that uh so you'll be used to that so we'll, we'll, we'll be cool with that now mm -hmm. let's talk about how we can actually start to tackle this so you're one of seven and you're getting a lot of six ones and you're getting a lot of no seconds so you can't even get your motions forward now one of the things we were identifying in ontario are the powers of the cao to so the ceo of pickering you don't have to name that person or anything like that but have you identified them along with the mayor as somebody who has a tremendous amount of power when it comes to agendas bringing things forward and making things get to council because i worked in one for a while i had a cao for a little while in uh, uh sdng which is northeast of where you are over east of uh ottawa by uh, cornwall uh and i had the same problem even as an employee there 
there's a gatekeeper with the CAO. Uh, they, they do filter things. They do control things in, in a certain way, which makes it difficult to actually get right to the council to begin with. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that in Pickering as well? I'm seeing that big time right now. Actually, um, just the other day we were voting on something and it had to do with festivals and events. Like, don't think about what it's what it's regarding. Like, you know, that it's just festivals and events because it does go further than that. But for example, the they had put through that they wanted us to vote to give the CAO even more powers And they said the reason why was because like, you know, when we go on our little bit of our summer hiatus there, that they want to make sure that they have the controlling power. So let's say, for example, a butter tart festival was they wanted to do something over the summer. They were saying, well, what if we can't reach the council to to say that this is okay that we could vote on it? Um, that they wanted to have the overarching power. So I started asking questions and I'm like, well, this summer, because we just got out of it, how many meetings did we have? And of course, then it becomes a play on words, right? They're like, oh, well, we only had one council meeting. And I'm like, no, we had a lot more meetings than that. I'm talking about meetings in general, just not council. You know, it could have been site plan meetings. It could have been just meetings where the CAO called us into the office individually or as a couple of councillors at a time to tell us about upcoming new um, projects, let's say, that were going on. And, you know, we were we always had ourselves available. So I tried talking about this and I said, you know, this is very, very undemocratic with the strong mayor's powers and now the CAO powers. I mean, they're the two strongest people. Like, why even bother having a council if you guys are going to make all the decisions without us when we are the elected ones to work for the people and make sure that their voices are heard? And um, I'm seeing our powers slipping very, very quickly because they just want to have all the power right now. Good on you for identifying the delegation of power there. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And it's moving from elected council to a single individual. And I guarantee you that that sword would be yielded exactly how you expect it to, to follow an agenda, not the public. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably why. And it will start with festivals, then it will get to other things like budgets, then eventually it will get to bigger things. Oh, I'm going to stop you right there on budget. So, yeah, the other day as well. So that was a 5-1 vote against the CAO. So now the next thing that we had to vote on just a couple of days ago, I guess it was on Monday or Tuesday, I guess it was, whichever day it was. Um, it had to do with passing our budget calendar for 2024. So, of course, you know, normally councillors get to get in on that process, right? So we get to talk about things that we'd like to see in the budget, things that we don't want to see in the budget. We get to talk about, you know, what we want in our different neighborhoods, what mm-hmm. our constituents have brought forward. I mean, you know, everything that has to go into the budget, voting against, like, you know, other things that, you know, we might not think that we want to spend money on. Anyways, um, our mayor, Mr. Kevin Ash, he has decided that he's going to be using the strong mayor powers. So we no longer will be participating in the budget this year. So the budget calendar came up and I refused to pass it. And they're like, well, what happened? And then you have the other counselors saying, well, what happens if we don't pass it right now? And they're like, well, then we won't be able to have any meetings next year. And I'm arguing the fact 
We still have three months left of this calendar year. We don't need to pass this right now because us as counselors, like, you know, we sit there and we, we spew all this, like, you know, we throw those great words around like transparency and equality and equity and, you know, everything. And yet here we are, everything will now be hush hush. And even though the mayor says that we'll be able to take a look at it, it's like, well, we'll have about a week and a half to look at it. And I'm telling you this, this, the book is like this big, it, it's massive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for somebody like me, who's a newly elected official, I mean, they hide things in there everywhere. So it's like, you know, how are you going to find it all in time to, to talk about it? So I argued the fact about the strong mayor's powers. I brought that forward. And, you know, I brought forward the fact that, you know, when our mayor was running in the election and somebody asked him, what if strong mayors come to Pickering? Are you going to accept them? And of course it was like, nope, strong, harsh, nope, shut them down. Absolutely. No way are we going to. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, so strong mayor's powers. And I think it's on about his sixth, seventh or eighth time now using the strong mayor's powers. But again, we're no longer in the budget, so there is no transparency at this time. I'm telling you now, the next move is going to be moving the hiring and firing of the CAO and executives to a committee instead of council. Right now, hiring's with you, right? It is, but no, not with the strong mayor's powers. So he now also he has those powers as well as well. There it is. So yeah. The only chance I have right now is that I become mayor of Pickering in the next election. So at least I can use those kind of powers for good and build up City Hall from the bottom up. So you're saying there's a chance. Well <laughs> <laughs> we just have to get you mayor. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like right now with the mayor going against me and, you know, the city going against me, putting out all this, uh, you know, all these news stories calling me transphobic, you know, homophobic, saying this and that and the other against me. And like, you know, calling myself a modern day slave. I mean, not even one of them have had the conversation with me. None of them have been been able to have an adult conversation with me, like no. call me up and say, Councillor Robinson, what did you mean by by your remark? Or, you know, what do you think about this or the other? Nope, they just go straight to the newspapers and then, like, you know, the newspapers go along with it and they put up, like, you know, a smutty headline instead of all the great things that I'm doing. And uh, they just put up this smutty headline and then, you know, people don't really bother reading the article. And all of a sudden, you know, all over Facebook and everything else, people are saying, resign, resign. Right. And it's uh, without even knowing what's really going on. There's just a lot of following out there at this time. It's, it's unfortunate. Have you considered responding as Leroy Robinson? Okay, if they leave you alone. <laughs> You know what? If I knew how to do that, I probably would. Like I said, I'm not tech savvy, so if you can help me out after the show, please go right ahead. I yeah, I know the whole thing. Leroy sounds like a great name, doesn't it? Leroy Robinson. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if he came out as gender fluid, they'd leave you alone, uh, right. and then they'll probably accept you things a little bit more there. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, I can always identify as the mayor and see how that goes too, right? The stronger mayor. So it has yeah. to be a little bit higher than strong mayor. Yeah, exactly. Emperor mayor. Like they're going to come up with new terms. This is weird. Can you explain to us what strong mayor powers are? Because I haven't heard that before. Yeah, um, it's it's just something that they passed with Bill 23. And it gives our mayor all of these powers. And honestly, it is so new that I don't even know what all the powers are. But uh, basically, 
He's allowed to do the budget without, you know, council's input, which it's always had to be council's input. Of He's course. able to hire and fire, you know, staff at his own will now. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, he can just go ahead and hire whomever. Um, and then there's also where, you know, MZOs of that, or if there's a development and let's say council is not happy with it and it's an MZO, so a minister zoning order that is, is coming down the pipeline and council says, no, we don't agree with backdooring to get these developers what they want. He can override us. So he can say, nope, put his foot down. We're going to do the strong mayor's power. And then it's going to take two thirds of council to try and override him so he only needs so a super majority yeah so yeah we don't even need a majority he can just he can just do basically whatever he wants carte blanche he just needs two people and uh he can go ahead and override council mm -hmm. wow okay from a democratic civil level my head exploded like what powers left other than to sit in a seat and do a vote yay or nay from time to time Exactly. What powers you have left? No, there is. This is not a democratic society that we're living in at this time. It's very tyrannical at this time. Wow. Okay. And, so, well, I, mean, I mean, I keep on standing up. I keep on talking about, like, you know, the strong mayor's powers. And, you know, again, you know, 6 1 votes everywhere. It's like, I, I don't understand why the other counselors don't see or or seem to care that, you know, we're, 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 we're losing in this battle here. But I don't know. Well, one of the first things we saw from True North was uh, a debate about the word obnoxious, because now obnoxious is a type of thing that people can be, and you guys have a bylaw against it. Obnoxious is a reason to be kicked out or banned. That word itself is obnoxious. Now, that went through, right? That actually passed, there, even with your objection. We, we have quite a few vague bylaws that have been going through lately, and I think we just got another draft plan to get rid of our zero tolerance bylaw. And they're bringing in a new respectful policy instead. So they're changing the name. But again, there's a lot of vague wording in there. And you know what? It happened so fast and everyone passed it that I didn't even get a chance to, to speak to it. But it is a draft. So it is going to be coming back. But even with our friend Rick from, you know, True North Transparency, you know, he... I, I, I've gone to bat for him a couple of times because the wording is so vague and it's even going to get worse because in this new policy, they're talking about banning people and anybody who works at the corporation of the city of Pickering will be able just to ban people. So, I mean, it could be you don't like that they have a Canadian flag on their lapel or you know maybe you don't like the color of their hair or if they talk to you you know, with a stern voice and they don't like your tone, they're going to be able to to ban you. And then it's even going to go farther than that. I read something in it that said this also goes for social media. So I'm like, uh, what do you mean social media? And it could go as far as that if you say that you don't like something at the city of Pickering, well, then you know what, maybe they can ban you for your first offense uh, for like, you know, 30 days or, you know, it could get you know, it could go up to like three years just because you said something that, you know, somebody didn't agree with on social media. So it's very tyrannical what's coming down the pipeline. And there's another one. I can't remember if it's Windsor or Waterloo or another one that said harmful speech now. So if someone feels like they were harmed or harassed, that's mm -hmm. enough as well now. So all over the place, there's these bylaws about protecting people's feelings on a bylaw level. On a bylaw we have level. 
we have criminal codes which cover this stuff. So if it re- raises to a criminal level where it actually is harmful in such a way, we, where do you have criminal codes that cover this? Mm-hmm. Why are municipalities on a bylaw level becoming quasi-police? Uh, they're creating quasi-crimes at this level now. Well, it's just it's just a way to silence everyone, right? Like, for example, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but I did a, a post on my personal Facebook page, and it said... Uh, it is with great sadness that I will be canceling this year's Robinson Charity Halloween Haunt in Cormaze. And then I said, thank you for your neighborly kindness. And I mentioned three neighbors. So anyways, I just lost a 30-day suspen- suspension of pay for that post. Okay, so who was harmed for that? The fourth neighbor that you didn't think? No, the three neighbors. And this is the kicker is because, you know, they're saying that it's bullying and intimidation. So without the backstory, I had people reaching out to me saying, oh, Lisa, you know, I'm so sorry about your haunt this year, but that's so great that you got three men in your corner, you know, helping you out, right? Because I thank them for the neighborly kindness. Now, if you, once you know the backstory, you're going to see that was nothing more than a sarcastic remark or a little bit cheeky. You know, I can be cheeky at times. Hmm. But what had happened was before I got elected, because um, I won the election in October, but I do this great Halloween hunt. I've been doing it for over 12 years, just in this house alone. I've been doing it for over 20 years where, you know, in the last 10 years or so, you know, I've, I've given over pretty close to about $40,000 to different charities. And that's my own personal time. So I had to buy a shipping container. So before I was elected, I called over to city hall and I said, could I have a shipping container on my property? And they said, sure, you can, as long as it fits within these dimensions. And I said, well, I also got two driveways. One is gravel, one is paved, which would be the better one. Like, does it matter? And they said, we'll put it on the paved driveway. So I went ahead, I did that. Halloween finished, won the election. Everything was great. Put all my Halloween stuff in there because I have about 95 animatronics that I'll move into. Oh, wow, you go full boy. Like I could open up my own store. Like, I mean, yeah. I go all yeah. out and I put them all away. And then of course the, these three neighbors, you know, they're all buddies, you know, they all hang out together. They decided they were going to start calling uh, the corporation and start complaining that I had a shipping container on my property. Now this shipping container, if you know anything about me, I'm very anal at times. So the shipping container had to match the color of my house, which is a dark gray. <laughs> So okay. now I've got this beautiful shipping container, dark gray sitting there, and they complain. The neighbors that live right across the road from me, I had three letters from them saying that they were okay with the shipping container being there. And these three people live blocks and blocks away from me, south of me, right? So mm-hmm. anyways, I had to spend another, th- I, the, the shipping container cost me $4,000 to begin with because I had permission from the city. Then they complained, so I had to go for a minor variance. So I had to go to the Committee of Adjustments. Well, they show up to oppose it. One of the counselors that I work with are friends with these people. And Mm -hmm. I actually spoke to some of the people that sit on the Committee of Adjustments. And those were the ones that opposed me. So that's just that's just a coincidence. You know, there's been coincidence. a lot of coincidences lately. So anyways, I lost the right to have my shipping container and on my property. So anyways, they or somebody, we don't even know who, because the integrity commissioner will not tell me who made the complaint. But right. somebody out there made a complaint that I did a post on my personal Facebook page and they said it was bullying and intimidation. 
So I gave them the Black's Law Dictionary, because I'm also a paralegal, Black's Law Dictionary, which is what we would use, um, what mm -hmm. bullying and intimidation is. And uh, they didn't want to hear about it. They came back with some, like, you know, child's dictionary of, of what bullying is or intimidation. And uh, that's what they sanctioned me on. So I lost pay for 30 days because of a sarcastic remark. And oh my gosh right now yeah and now i'm gonna have the other ones coming through for the three videos that i sent you that have to do with the flags the pride parades um the story time and the uh the washrooms the universal change rooms and that and so i'm gonna be sanctioned on that so you know hence the modern day slavery act right do you get a punch card and then the fourth one's free or something like you're collecting these I am. I, I said, you know, I actually said in a newspaper, I said, you know what, if I have to work for free for the next three and a half years, you know what, I, I'll end up working for free because, like, you know, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to be silenced. They are not going to bully me. I mean, they're talking about bullying and here they are. They're bullying me, a counselor. And I mean, it's coming from everywhere. I actually almost got sanctioned because, um, we were the um we were putting through a motion we had a report that had to do with the museum and they were going to declassify all of these pieces of art so i started asking a lot of questions because like why is all of these pieces of art ruined a lot of them had like you know rodent urine on them or feces and i mean these are pieces of art so how did they get to be in that poor condition so they mm -hmm. gave me a report I pulled out all kinds of questions to ask them. And when I was asking the questions back based on their report, they could not answer me on a lot of these questions. And then at one point I said, could you please tell me what kind of qualifications does somebody have to have to know if a piece of artwork is valuable or not, or would they have to send it out? Well, because I asked what kind of qualifications a person has the the union came after me and they tried to they sent it to this complaint to the integrity commissioner as well to try and get me sanctioned on that but i didn't get sanctioned on that one because i got i was just a rookie but now i know don't ask what kind of education someone has in order to find out you know if they know what they're doing or not oh my gosh we're in such an upside down world i don't know if you can see it but i have an upside down justice sign because of that no, I'm a paralegal from Ontario as well. Yeah. I let my, my license last because I moved to Alberta. I just stopped paying for it. But even me, because I'm trying to get into some information out here in Alberta, I got a complaint at the Law Society over my work here on this show. Um, look, there's people out there that are going to come after anything they can to punish, target, shut down, cause headaches. Have you had a Law Society of Ontario complaint um yet? I have actually somebody tried to take something to Law Society, but since obviously, you know, I wasn't working for them or anything, I mean, really, there was nothing the Law Society could could do, right? So, I mean, it really made this person very, very upset and irate and, you know, start to, you know, barraging me on Facebook or whatnot, social media. I mean, all these keyboard warriors right now, just hateful rhetoric everywhere. But um, yeah, no, the Law Society said, no, we're not doing anything with that, which is great. Um, I literally, I just became a paralegal through COVID. Um, if I can tell you a story why I went to get a paralegal. Please, because I have my story too. I did late in life. 
Okay, so the reason why I decided to become a paralegal was because I ran for the municipal election back in 2017, 2018. And at that time, um, the person that I was running against, uh, well, I'll tell you that story afterwards. It's the same person that's bringing forward all of this other stuff on council. But anyways, 27, 2018, running in the election, it was the first time, I believe, that they used Dominion voting systems. Okay. Okay. So now the night of the election, the system went down, but here's the best part is that it was also the first time that there was no paper ballots. So everything was done over the phone and by internet. Apparently the system went down because they couldn't handle the bandwidth. So a lot of people lost their democratic right to vote because there was no paper ballot backups. So like, you know, two, three hours, some places even longer, people couldn't vote. So once that happens, I lost the election by 174 votes. I went to the city clerk. I asked for a recount. She said, sure, Lisa, we can do a recount, but you know what? You're going to get the same result. I'm like, well, why would it be that? And she said, well, all I have to do is push a button. You're going to get the same mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. I went, okay, so that's very undemocratic right there. It's like, why was there no paper ballot backups? How are you supposed to be able to check to see if the results are accurate, right? But nope, couldn't do it. So I decided I was going to take the city to court. So myself and a couple other people, yeah, that were running in the election. And it wasn't because I lost. It was because people lost their democratic right to vote. And I did not like that at all. So I go to take the city to court, file the application. Of course, their heavy hitting lawyers come after me. And they say, Lisa, you know what? If you don't drop this application, you're going to end up losing your house because it's going to cost you over $200,000 to mm -hmm. fight against the city for this. Well, that was not my hill to die on, you know, uh, single mom, have a house. No, you know what? I can't afford $200,000. I'm not going to lose my house. So I had to drop the application, which I did. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. And I went to get my paralegals. I graduated with honors. And then just as COVID hit at this time, I was just graduating. I was just going through working with a, a criminal lawyer for, you know, my hours and whatnot. Great. And then, yep. And then um, I was the first class, myself and a bunch of lawyers was the first class that we actually had to write our four hour exam online. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's why I actually became a paralegal was because I didn't like, you know, the way that the everyone was getting bullied. And, you know, I didn't like seeing what kind of corruption I was seeing. So that's what I did. And then COVID hit. And then I decided for the last two years, I was going to work for free. So anyone that had NOLs that needed to be signed or, you know, needed the commissioner of oath, you know, because a lot of these nurses were losing their jobs. And I wasn't going to start taking money from anyone that was losing their jobs, like, you know, $50 a signature or whatever it was. So I just started working for free and then I jumped into the, uh, into the next election and I won, but that's why I became a paralegal so I can help people and I continue to do so. And I do a lot of my work for free right now because of it. That's awesome. Now I have to ask, was there a paper version of your exam? Cause you did an online one only. No, it was all online. No paper backup? No, no, no paper ballot backup. No, nothing. No. It wasn't Dominion testing that took care of that one? No, 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 no Dominion voting systems. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that one. And 
I didn't do it for exactly that same reason, but similar. Um, I was an entrepreneur, uh, startups, uh, took on technology companies, took on Ticketmaster, worked really hard on that. And one thing you'll learn, and you probably know this uh, better than anybody else, is when you reach success, people come out to try and stop that. Perfect timing for the cat because it's exactly what happens. The cat like come after you. Exactly, exactly. Um, so my legal bills were getting high. So at the age of 38, I went back to school. I got my paralegal, wrote my exam. I had to do it in person because it was pre-COVID. So I did it in 2017 itself. Uh, but on my 40th birthday, I wrote the exam and passed. And since then, I've been using those skills to navigate the legal system all I needed. And I did practice for a couple of years um, just to get the hang of it. And then I went and worked for the government because I wanted to see what it was like in the municipal's office municipal yeah. prosecution's office but i didn't get a chance to they put me in it because i have a strong it background yeah. but yeah late in life for the purpose of having the education to stand up for myself now i like your I your version better good. well you know what i'm i'm very thankful um you know i'm in a position where i am today because you know of everything i have done up until now has led me to today and i mean mm -hmm. I was put here in this place for some reason um, that happened to me in 2017, 28 to put me in a position where I am today, because when COVID started, um, you know, we can talk about that here, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So yeah, we're, we're, I've been, I've been deleted off of YouTube for several months now. So, uh, okay, perfect. So when COVID started, you know, basically I used to be a hypochondriac. Okay. Um, used to be. But we know you like the color match containers. So right? we're learning a lot about you right now. Exactly. So I used to be a hypochondriac. And to tell you a quick story quickly, it's not really quick, but. Um, You'll be sanctioned for that, by the way. I, I probably will be sanctioned for that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's going to be something for sure. But yep. you know, COVID happened, hypochondriac. I was insane. I'm watching CP24 religiously. I'm seeing people are dying everywhere. So, of course, you know, I call up my doctor and I say, I need to see you right away. Now, he's always told me I'm not allowed to Google symptoms because if you Google symptoms, you're dying, right? For, right. No matter what. I mean, you could have a cough and you're going to die. You're going to find something that's going to make, you know, twitch somewhere in there. So I called him up and he didn't make me wear a mask in the office or anything. And I, he goes, okay, Lisa, what's wrong? And I said, oh my God, I said, am I going to die? Right. And he's like, okay, have you Googled? I'm like, yes. He goes, what'd you find out? I said, I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> and he goes, okay, let's go through this. He goes, okay, do you smoke? No. Do you drink? No. Are you overweight? Uh, no. Are you diabetic? No. Do you have any heart problems? No. He goes, okay, Lisa. And he asked me a couple more questions and he goes, okay, well, you know what, Lisa, if you get COVID, you have a 97 or 98.7% chance that you're going to survive. I said, what about my son? He's very, he's a small kid. And he goes, nope. And he goes, he's a hundred percent. I went, oh my God, that's great. So I walked out of there, you know, chest is out, you know, I think everything's great. I'm going to survive. I'm going to live. So at that point I stopped, you know, doing all the Lysol of all my food, leaving it outside for like over two hours. I mean, I was mental, like really mental with that stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm watching CP24 and again, you know, I start falling back into the, I start falling back into the same routine. So I call my doctor. This time though, he doesn't allow me into his office. It's a phone call. 
So he calls me back. I left a message. He calls me back and uh, he starts having a conversation with me. And then he was like, well, you know, Lisa, he goes, just go out and get the shot right now and you're going to be fine. I said, well, I thought you said had a 98.7% chance of survival if I get COVID. And he goes, well, you do. He goes, but quit being so self-centered. He goes, do it for your mother and do it for them. And he got so angry with me that he literally hung up the phone. And I, I called my mom immediately. And I'm like, mom, I don't think I have a doctor anymore. Right? So at that point, that's when the light bulb went off. And then I, because I'm now a paralegal, that's when I started doing research. And upon my research, the first thing I start doing is I start Googling, like, you know, Pfizer, Moderna. And then I find out, which is something I never, ever knew, is that whenever they come out with these new drugs and products, what they do is they take them over to a third world country and they experiment on the children there. It, it's so sad. But why do they do that? Because their laws, medical laws are very, very lax so they can get away with it. So you go to a third world country where, you know, people are starving. And so they'll offer like a bag of rice that's going to feed your family for like a, an entire year if you let them do an experiment on the child. Right. Well, there I am in Canley and I'm, I'm looking at it and, you know, I'm finding all these things that are going on. And then I come across one where there's a, a little girl and they decide they're going to give her a shot of something. And of course, she has an adverse reaction like you know her eyeball freezes and she you knows she gets oh my goodness Psst. um and then wow. i'm telling you the cats are scrappy too right yeah. and, and then so you know I, you would think that they would stop there but they don't so they want to see what's going to happen so of course they give this child uh, another dose and of oh. course, and of course you know the child dies three days later and you know i i actually spoke at queen's park about this like you know in front of thousands of people because you know i told people you know you need to do your research they don't realize how important research is and without being a paralegal i would not be in the position that i am today or do any kind of research so now because of that you know i i i always look at both sides which is amazing i've never ever done this in my life it'd be like my way always but now I can actually see the other side. So, you know, I'm mm. very grateful, very, very thankful that, you know, that because of the 2017-18 election put me in a position to actually learn how to look at both sides of a story, which is, you know, your critical thinking. And a lot of people, as you know, over these last couple of years, you see that people don't know how to critical think. So, I mean, I am so blessed at this time, you know, that I'm actually capable of doing that. And one of the things, just so it's out there and people know, what they did was because that little girl died and that they decided to drop the dosage down to one third. What did they do with the COVID shots here when they started giving them to the children? They dropped it down to a third of the dosage. So, I mean, you see the parallels. Um, coincidence again, call it what you think it is. But, you know, just on those things alone in the research that I'm that I've done, you know. Well, congratulations. That critical thinking was really important. You're probably right. Everything happens for a reason. You lost mm -hmm. that election. So you pushed you into figuring out what you can do as a citizen, as a paralegal. Took the course. I guess you did a two-year or one-year accelerated to get that done. I did, yeah. 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 <laughs> I had to do that too. Double up. It was a lot of work. Double a lot up. of work. <laughs> Double up. Get it done. Yeah. 
Because, uh, exactly. yeah, I don't have two years to get it done. Yeah. Um, but, look, I, I like that answer very much, and I'm glad you did that. Now, have you used your paralegal again since then? Um, I have. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly using it. You know, I've done a, a few POAs and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I, I do a lot of notary public stuff right now, a lot of commissioners of oaths for, for people that, that need help. You know, when they're trying to go through people that are, you know, that lost their jobs, they only got their jobs back, but, you know, they're trying to get the back pay and, you know, I'm doing everything that I possibly can, but I'm trying. Wow. And so you have one young son, uh, I know a dog, a couple of cats at least. I have the dog, two cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. And you're juggling all that plus counselor plus helping people. Yeah, I have a very busy schedule right now. I'm also a real estate agent, but I haven't sold any real estate yet this year because I have been so busy doing the other. And now with the interest rates through the roof, you know, people are starting. I mean, people right now can barely afford to put, you know, a healthy meal on the table for their Mm -hmm. family right now. I mean, they're choosing between that, putting gas in their car with the inflation rates, you know. People can't afford to get a mortgage right now at like, you know, seven, eight percent. Whereas like, you know, last year they were like, you know, one point eight percent. Right. So um, I haven't really been doing much in real estate, which I think since, you know, I am working for free, I probably should get back to it at some point. I was about to say to keep that baby grand piano back there going. You may need right? to uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's what I need to be able to do. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take you back even further. So to 2017, why did you run? What made you first run? What got your interest there? Well, uh, did you always have the desire to become a counselor or did something happen to make you go, okay, I need to stand up a bit more here? Yeah, no, growing up, like, you know, I was that, uh, I mean, the world used to revolve around me, right? I'm like, you know, your your typical girl that like, no, everything revolves around me, you know, self-centered, you know, all of that. But I don't know. It was just like, you know, I had my child and, you know, I realized, you know, things change that there's, there's, it's a bigger picture out there. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought being in the political area, you know, I just thought it was a very noble path to be on. So that's kind of why, why I went with that. And, you know, um, seeing all the corruption that I've seen, you know, no matter where I've gone, I mean, you see corruption everywhere and, the more that you look for it, the more that you see. So yeah. I kind of like, you know, wanted to start fighting for like, you know, the human rights, the humanitarian rights, you know, stop with the, stop with all of this corruption that's going on, like, you know, just to eradicate it. And, you know, transparency, you know, when, when I was growing up, I was like, you know, your, your typical teenager, like I said, everything revolved around me and and it was like having a child, it just like, it it did something to me where, you know, now, you know, I, I, I don't, I can't even lie. You know, I just speak the truth about everything, as you can see, you know, that's why I keep on getting myself in so much hot water. And like, oh, yep. so, you know, if you just say it like this and I'm like, well, no, why would I sugarcoat that? You know, I, I tell it like it is. And, you know, if you're going to fault me for that or try and change me for who I am, that's not who I am. So I have to stay true to myself, true, true to my family first and foremost, and true to the people that have elected me. So I'm, I'm very fortunate, like I said. I, I love this career, career path. You know, I could do without the stress and everything else. But, you know, just every day it just seems I just keep on getting stronger and stronger. And, you know, do you know that song by, um, who is it, Zaya, I guess, um, Unstoppable? No. 
No, my wife may know that one, but I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, the song Unstoppable, you know, I saw it for anyone who's out there, you know, look for the Wonder Woman version of it. Um, she could probably pull it up right now because I would love if you would play it just so people know what I'm about. But there sure, is Paula can look for that and we'll we'll play yeah. a clip of it. Yeah, it's a YouTube video and it's Wonder right. Woman and it's unstoppable. And I listen to the song and I watch this song every time before I walk into a council meeting. And this is what I play and it just makes me stand tall and, you know, be able to fight for whatever's coming against me. And that's, uh, that's what I use as my body armor actually. And that's the only reason why I've been able to, you know, take all these hits and, you know, I just, it just washes off of my back now, which, which I'm very fortunate again, because as you know, I mean, if you look at all these people that are, you know, committing suicide, like, yeah. especially that, um, that uh, what was it? The principal just just lately, who got in Ontario? Couple, yeah, in Ontario somewhere, and you know he was standing up for the parents' rights and the children's rights, and he got such a backlash. He committed suicide. So, you know, I just wish that you know if anyone's feeling down or they feel like you know there's no hope, they need to know that there's a lot of people like us out there who you know we can help them and we can get them to like you know, get that thicker skin. And when they don't take things as personal and, you know, I think that there's a way that we can help them because yeah, the people out there are just bullying and people have to remember, like, you know, they don't control your life. And so you got to learn how to, I mean, it's always going to bother you because, you know, people don't like being called names, but you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Right. But you know, words will never hurt me. And I kind of like, you know, think about my mom constantly because she's always in the back of my head saying that. And then, you know, just put your armor on and, you know, yeah. you can, and you can get through anything. Okay. We got your wonder woman queued up here and uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me unless there's a bylaw against that. Yes. Um, Exactly right. I'm sure there's something in there that must be racist or you know, something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. About Wonder Woman, I don't know. Well, here's Wonder Woman coming up right here. I believe. I right love right. it. Thank you. No worry. Thank you, pa Paula. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Just the right one. Yeah, probably if the music goes. I don't hear the music. You have no music on your end. Nope. Hmm. Patch, do you hear it? Interesting. This was working a moment ago. So let me just stop. Try this yeah. again. Okay. Yeah, see, sis, they're doing something. Ah. All right. And we're not on YouTube, so it's not YouTube doing something. All right, let's try this again. Okay. Anything? We got it. You got to crank it, though. You got to feel it. <laughs> this is cranked. I'll smile on what it takes to fool this down. I'll do it till the sun goes down. And I'll do the night time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what you want to hear. Keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear. It's never the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my own. So you are so Yeah, I would never sing away my soul 
Yeah, so you need to get the Wonder Woman outfit, go to the House of Commons, and get rid of the Nazis. Right. <laughs> right, exactly, right? You she she was getting rid of the Nazis, so absolutely, we see? need to do this. And you just see how all that falls into place, you know? We're even talking about the Nazis, right? Right now. Nazis. We right also now. talked about Halloween. You're a big Halloween person. Maybe you got the costume. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like, you know, there's, there's other counselors out, you know, that... Some that live close to me, there's also a couple of school trustees that are close to me who are going through the same thing that I am. So, you know, we've all been reaching out to one another and they're like, Lisa, how do you do it? And it's like, you know, I send them the video, right? And uh, yeah, and I tell them, you know what, listen to this before you walk into that school trustee meeting or before you hit council. I said, your whole entire mind frame will, will change, right? And so... People need to realize that you just have to find something and put your armor on and you can get through this. Totally, totally. And I think you're doing stuff. So do you do you have your constituents uh, support? Have they spoken to you recently about all the stuff you're going through? Are you hearing from them? Are they happy? Are they upset with you? Oh, yeah. No. Um, you know what? Really, in the scheme of things, it's like I have about 40 soul haters. 
And on social media, it's it's the same people over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then they have these conversations among each other where, like, you know, you could end up with a thread that has like 123 comments on it. And, you know, if you look at all the negative ones, it's the same people over and right. over and over again. Or they'll go into like, you know, these little um, different neighborhood groups and they'll just keep on commenting the same thing over and over again. It's like, you know, there's just there's haters out there. I mean, I don't understand. They talk about bullying or, you know, this and that. But yet this is what they're doing. And these are grown adults. Right. It's like, you know, myself, it's like, you know, if I have a problem with you, I'll say it. But then, you know what? It's over and done with. It's gone. It's out of my mm -hmm. memory. You know, I don't sit there and keep on harping on the past or, you know, keep on dredging it up every single chance I get. Because, I mean, really, it shows to your character, not mine, um, for people that just keep on attacking like this. So, Well, you, you saw that video that leaked just before the march where there's a whole bunch of people on that Zoom call, QP. There's a whole bunch of uh, unions and groups. Yeah. There. You saw that video? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, there's there's other videos like that too, where there's smaller groups, but there are these people that get together and what they sound like and what they talk about behind our backs. It is disturbing. I heard one where there there's a bunch of ladies and, and some a gentleman. Uh, I'm presuming their gender, sue me, um, on this particular thing, and they're talking about how they believe that they can bully somebody so much that they'll take their own life. They're actually saying that. I could bring up this part of her past. I have this old friend who's going to talk about this part or an ex-boyfriend or something completely unrelated to the messaging that this person is involved in, but for the purpose of having them go to a psychological trauma mm -hmm. to the point where they would actually hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. This was the plan. Oh, I wish these people could really listen to themselves or there's something really disturbed or broken with them. Well, um, they're definitely broken, absolutely. And you know what? Things like that really should be reported to the police because anybody who's talking that way and wants to bring that kind of harm to somebody, you know what? They they don't deserve to be walking amongst us right now. Like, they need to get help is what they need. Either they have to go to jail if that's the way that they really, really feel, or they need to get help because they have some kind of an imbalance there. And, you know, you don't know what it was that triggered them, but, you know, I hope people get the help that they need, but... That, yeah, that, that's just disgusting to wish hard like that on somebody it's like i mean you saw that through covid right people are saying well if you're not vaccinated you know you shouldn't be able to go to the hospital you should just be able to die right it was correct it, it brought up the worst in people and people got used to that and they just don't know how to behave now it seems yeah i know it brought us back to world war ii because people talked like that back then we even had a reporter from ontario talk about go ahead and get the uh the carts ready like gather them all up into train carts and take them away it's like wow like can you hear yourself can you really hear yourself and then take another look flip that history book go a little bit further on and look at nuremberg see mm -hmm. what ended up happening there because that was society's response to that bad action mm -hmm. now the reason why i asked about your constituents is i'm hoping that ward one it was ward one that you you are from yeah, yep. I'm hoping that spreads to the other wards and hopefully that somebody else stands forward to, to be a candidate in the next election and get more support. Mm -hmm. You might be able to fish that person out because of what you're going through. You may cause somebody to stand up in Ward 2 all the way through 7, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, and stand up. And maybe mayor is something in your future. Now, would you go around to the other parts and support another candidate in order to help them? Oh, 
absolutely. Oh yeah, I would do whatever I can. I mean, you can tell just by the way, you know, I, I try and help everybody that I possibly can right now. Yeah, I have no problem helping another candidate try and get elected or a school trustee or, you know, whatever kind of position that they they want to try and win. Because, you know, that's what that's what they've been doing all this time, too. It's kind of like, you know, when Klaus Schwab said, like, you know, that they infi infiltrated, you know, the federal government. You know, the same is happening at the municipal levels. The same is happening, mm -hmm. you know, with our, our school boards, our school trustees. You know, it, it it's all happening. You know, right now, our um, our EDA for the uh, for the conservative party. You know, there's somebody in there who's already put their nomination in. And, you know, I, I know she's a liberal. I mean, I've she ran against me in the municipal election. You know, everything is red. You know, she doesn't have the principles of a true conservative. And yet, you know what? She's going to try and go for the nomination to to win for the conservatives in the Pickering-Uxbridge. But we're actually changing our boundaries. But I'm going to call it Pickering-Uxbridge for now because that's what it is. But, uh, well, yeah. and that's a thing, you know, she's going to get in there and then they're going to see, oh my goodness, she's not a conservative. She's really a liberal, right? So it's very unfortunate. Well, smart on them. You got to give the other side credit here because they're even doing that. They're willing to go put a blue tie on just to get in there in yeah. order to bring the red agenda through. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised to hear that, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I'm also not surprised that the conservatives themselves wouldn't push hard on that because there is a progressive conservative side, a, a left leaning conservative side they call themselves conservative but they're very progressive mm -hmm. do you do you see a lot of those around still or do you see more moderate or traditional conservatives now well you know what that's that's the thing i mean if you if you look at what you know sorry about my dog i think she probably wants to go outside the um, she has a voice too yeah exactly she right. heard the song she wants to have her voice yeah you know she wants to sing along to it yeah. i mean if you look at what happened you know during covid you know you had Doug Ford sitting there and saying, no, 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 to vaccine passports. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And then, you know, one night, you know, Trudeau makes his statement and says, oh, well, like, you know, we're going to give this much money to the province if they go ahead and implement the vaccine passports. Well, boom, the next morning, Doug Ford announced that, oh, yeah, vaccine passports for everyone, right? So, you know, that was when O'Toole was in the middle of running for his mm -hmm. election, too. I mean, look at how much he flip-flopped. So I'm glad that he's gone. But, you know, Pierre, I mean, now when you look at Pierre, I love what he's standing for right now. But again, where were you from the beginning? Well, you love what he's standing for now that his his party spoke up and they had the convention. Yeah. convention. But prior to that, even white pride or straight pride, I think it was straight pride, he distanced himself from that shirt. Yeah. And he was also one of the uh, unanimous that voted in C4, which is the mutilation of children. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really hard to look. I'm conservative, strong. I'm as dark blue as they get. Yeah. Uh, but I'm running as an independent candidate because even my conservative party here is not is not aligning with me at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm running for MP, so I'm headed for, you know, Ottawa. Yeah. At least I'm taking to. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'll see you in Ottawa. Like, I'll be winning over here, maybe. Who knows? We'll have to see what happens there. If I see Nazis, I'll call you right away. <laughs> you bring your armor, and we'll take care of them, for I'm sure. I'm woman outfit, right? My lasso of truth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You'll get a lot but, of attention. Yeah, But that's even like, you know, Pierre, like, you know, he, he, he condemned those other three MPs, conservative MPs, for going and having meeting with Christine Anderson right. again, right? You know, without doing all the research in the background to see, you know, what maybe what did transpire, 
right? And without any of that, it's like, you know, everyone is just so fast to do this cancel culture. I was pretty, I was very, very upset to see that. Mm -hmm. But I do have a picture of him and I in my office as well, because, you know, what he's standing for now, I'm very happy that he is. But again, you know, there's some other issues that I think he needs to stand a little bit stronger on as well. We'll put him right between Jordan Peterson and Christine Anderson and then send him a picture of that. So he understands who's <laughs> keeping company with on your exactly. wallet list. Exactly. Look, Pierre, I want to be on your team. You know, you got to get me into Ottawa, but you know, a couple of things need to change. You know, you're going to have to like, you know, like these two people and like, you know, what they stand for because they are true fighters of democracy at this time. Absolutely. They're standing up. Now the picture of uh, Pierre with or without the glasses? With the glasses. Yeah. Okay, so old school Pierre, not old the new one. Pierre. I like the old school better, actually. I do. Well, it's more genuine. It's probably closer to who he really is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But this this buffed one, they they brought him out in Alberta without glasses. He had his pipes out and everything. He's flipping uh, pancakes. I was like, what is this guy like? We 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 want genuine, please. Can you show us genuine? Well, um, see, that's it. you know, like when Trudeau, when he got elected, right? You know, he was like a young guy, stylish. You know, the socks grays, which I I don't know why, but you know, his hair and everything else. You know, looks have a lot to do with it. And mm -hmm. you know, I mean, his looks help, but you know, also that you know, people would be able to you know have a couple of little jokes here and there, like you know, let's make that legal, right? I mean, that's why. Mm -hmm. That's basically why he got elected, right? And, you know, I can't believe that he's still elected personally, but, um, yeah, but, I mean, that's why he got elected. I mean, he was able to, you know, the younger generation look at him, and, I mean, let's say they were looking at O'Toole at the time, right? Like, you know, O'Toole just looked a lot older, so the younger generation can relate to somebody who's a little bit more hip and uh you know doesn't look so old let's say so i think that's maybe why pierre is like you know going with this new look you know looking buff get rid of the glass mm. you know that he can appeal to to different generations let's say at this time i don't know and i'm okay with that i guess i'm okay with that and i gotta tell you the trudeau o'toole election it came down to last name o'toole yeah. had a horrible last name and trudeau had a recognizable one that's really really all that happened there yeah. um unfortunate but that's the way it goes but we also saw what o'toole's like anyways after the fact a little bit of pressure he flip-flopped mm -hmm. a little bit too much anyway so yeah. i don't know maybe it would have been just a different version of trudeau for a while there mm -hmm. now now is there a way forward now i'm pretty sure that it looks like it's going to go conservative um there's a lot of press out there now saying that ndp is getting all the support that they're growing like crazy i don't believe that for a second i don't believe that <laughs> Now, now with Jugmeet and his shenanigans during the march and and his partnership with the liberals, I've spoken to a lot of NDPers who have left the party uh, because they're too liberal now, too too buddy buddy with the liberals, and they're definitely not working for the working men anymore. Uh, they're backing corporations uh, all the way, so mm -hmm. I don't see that propaganda being truthful at all. In fact, when I saw it, I knew the opposite's likely true. Liberals mm -hmm. are leaving and NDP are leaving. I know that they're flocking towards PPC. They're not necessarily flocking towards CPC, but they are flocking towards PPC. Now, I don't think this next election or next couple is going to be the breakout for PPC. But is there anything that we can do? Maybe a couple independents, maybe a couple PPC, get in there to be enough opposition for Pierre, if he wins, to maybe help guide him and keep him closer to a, a, a conservative traditional standpoint? Mm -hmm. Maybe give him some opposition when he doesn't have opposition or maybe hold him accountable when even his own party won't do you yeah. think those kind of things might help this next uh, house well 
it, I mean, it, it, it's a hard thing to do because like, you know, people don't like to change their, their, the way that they vote. I mean, mm -hmm. people have it in their mind that, you know, they have to vote against something, not for something. I mean, even though, you know, everybody wanted to vote for Maxine Bernier, you know, he was great and everybody wanted to vote for them. But then, you know, you get the voices saying, well, but he's not going to get in. So they're going to vote conservative. Right. Because they, they were afraid that if they vote for him, then the liberals were just going to get in again. And I mean, yeah. that's the whole entire game. You know, that's why the system is wrong. You know, the first past the post. Right. You know, it, it would really be better if you had the ranking ballot system because then it would be more fair and you'd really, really see which way people are leaning, right? So if you had your first and your second, right? And you, you, you did something like that. I think our elections would end up a lot more different, you know, or the percentage, let's say. So like Maxine Bernier, you know, they could have gotten in there and had like, you know, I can't remember what he won by, but let's say, you know, he had 15% of the vote. We'll give him 15 seats, right? So at mm -hmm. least that everybody would be represented at something. And then we wouldn't have like, you know, the amalgamation of like, you know, the NDPs with the liberals at the same time forming a majority government where, you know, everything they want, they can get. So I think to make things fair, I think, you know, you really do have to be able to represent all of the different people in order to make it fair. Yeah, we get that vote splitting argument all the time out here, and I'm definitely yeah. approaching that because we're a strong blue here. Second was PPC, mm -hmm. so we definitely are very conservative out here, but there's a lot of fed up conservative out here because our guys haven't been doing a good job here in Alberta. We'll get yeah. into that on another day for sure, but okay. I, I would like to see I would like to see the, at least a balance of power switch from NDP to maybe NDP or independent and PPC. You know, yeah, coalition there, mm -hmm. because right now our balance of power is with progressive left, and it's coming from the West. The West is the one that sent over all those those orange. Um, so maybe we maybe in the West we can focus on diminishing that balance of power, so Jagmeet doesn't have the ability to have a coalition and go ahead and control and work with the government the way they are. And by the way, it's not surprising to hear that municipalities with the super mayors got the budget clearance power now, because that's exactly what Jagmeet gave uh, Justin he gave yeah. him full budget approvals without even debate uh, for the next two elections. Now, you're a paralegal. Have you looked at the uh, bribery code? I think it's like 187 of the criminal code because an actual MP that holds office is not allowed to take anything in order to maintain office and making a deal that takes um, the, uh, um, sorry, not a recall, but uh, Non-confidence, taking the non-confidence vote off the table is oh. a quid pro quo, is allowing both of them to maintain their office. So this might be a type of bribery under the criminal code. Mm -hmm. I see it that way when I read the code as a paralegal, because it mm -hmm. clearly states that your office can't be something that's negotiated. That's mm -hmm. exactly what he's negotiated when he takes that off the table, mm -hmm. the uh, non-confidence vote. We can't take him out of office now. So he's now negotiated for his office. Yeah. Same thing with Jugmeat in the same deal. He's maintaining his position because there's no forced election, which could lose him his seat. So both of them have a quid pro quo deal mm -hmm. around their office, maintaining their access to the office. And that is, I think it's 187. I think it's one of the criminal codes that the uh, right, yeah, take a look at that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up too and bring it back to your attention. Cause that's something yeah. I've looked at a couple of times because yeah. it's for uh, bribery of an official. Mm -hmm. elected official and it lists mp as one of the ones covered by that particular uh mm -hmm. section 
So take a look at that one. Maybe we can paralegal our way into this one. Right. That would be great. Well, I mean, yeah. we see all of that going on all the time, like, you know, with uh, developers and that paying for people's elections. I mean, you can't say it as bribing, but, you know, you can you can see what's happening. But, you know, all the gifts and benefits as well, too. I mean, I did hit the newspaper for gifts and benefits. So here's one for you if you want a little yeah, bit of on. what's going on. Um, gifts and benefits. What happens is that, um, you know, you have to fill out a statement of disclosure. So you know, somebody invites you out for dinner or, you know, you go to the mayor's gala, what, whatever it's going to be. I mean, you, you have to do a statement of disclosure and you're only allowed so much money per developer. Like, let's say, um, if I go to a hockey game with a developer, you know, I can't do anything that's worth more than like $500 per calendar year. So, um, myself and a bunch of the other counselors, we all got invited to, uh, the hockey game. And it was a box seat. That was great. You know, I've never been one before. So I brought my son with me in that. And, uh, you know, I filed my, we all filed. And I think it was like $1,500 a ticket. Now, we didn't know how much the tickets were going to cost beforehand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or no, it was like six $600, I think it was. We didn't know how much the tickets were going to cost beforehand. But uh, so... You know, of course, it went to the integrity commissioner, but, you know, that was um, it was a mistake that one for all of us to do. But um, I had also gone to this is where it gets interesting is that I had also gotten tickets to go to a basketball game. Okay. Never been to a basketball game either. So, yeah, it was the Raptors. Never been there before. So I took my son, you know, because he's never been one. And uh, we go to the game and everything is great. So then I call them up after the fact and I say, you know, could you please tell me, tell me how much those tickets were? And they said, well, you know what, we'll get back to you because we don't know how much they were actually either. I guess they obviously have, you know, seasons tickets or whatnot. And they just like, you know, randomly they give them to people. So I was so happy to go that we had one of the best nights of our lives. But a couple of days later, and this is what really, really disturbs me, and I've brought this to the attention of the CAO, and I don't believe anything has happened. Well, I know nobody has lost their job for it, but I get a call from the person that I got the tickets from, and they say, you know, Lisa, I was speaking to, you know, um, a director of the corporation of the city of Pickering, and they told me, though they could not tell you directly, but they told me, to tell you, don't worry about uh, don't worry about filling out your statement of disclosure for those tickets. And I That's went up. Awkwardly so. I said, I'm sorry, what? He said, Yeah, you know what? You don't need to fill them out. So I was like, Oh, okay. So now I have a friend who is a developer. You know, I've I've gotten along with them. You know, I think they're great. You know, really really nice people. And. And then I have them telling me, well, don't do it. So now I'm a newly elected official. So now I got somebody telling me not to do it because a senior staff member of the corporation of the city of Pickering is saying, don't worry about filling out a statement of disclosure, Councillor Robinson. Everybody does it. Oh, wow. So now, like I said, I don't lie. I'm very, very truthful. And of course, you know, now this is in my head. And I said, I can't deal with this. So then what I do, I went to my mentor on council. Now, I call this person a mentor. Um, mm-hmm. They're the ones that actually started the rumor back in 2017, 2018, that I was Islamophobic. And they're actually the person that's taken me to the integrity commissioner today because of those three motions that I wanted to bring 
forward calling me transphobic and homophobic. So this person really likes to call me all these different names. So I went to the person because it was my mentor and I didn't know who else to turn to. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, you know, I'm in a dilemma right now. I've been told not to fill out a file out my statement of disclosure for these two um, basketball tickets. He goes, well, who else knows that you went? And I said, well, nobody, but now you know. <sighs> and he says to me, he goes, well, he goes, don't fill them out. I go, well, why not? He goes, well, because the mayor's daughter and who, her two friends were also, um, they were at the hockey game as well because the mayor couldn't make it that day. And he goes, so because they were there and he has not filed his statement disclosure. So I guess this guy's always looking right because he like literally keeps a notebook and it's kind of like, you know, that, um, that book where, what was that book that those mean girls had? That yeah. burn, book, burn book. So it's almost like he's got like a burn book to me. And he said, well, you know what? Don't worry about filing it because nobody else knows about it. And, you know, you've got something to hang over his head. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, Get so out of there. <laughs> now I'm like, you know, I'm calling my mom and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, mom, I can't do this. You know, I don't want anyone holding anything over my head. I don't want to hang on. This is not a game that I'm going to play. You know, Good. I wasn't elected to play these stupid games and hold things over people's heads. You know, if you can't be upfront and honest, honest, get the hell out of politics, because, like, you know, this is a corruption and this is what's giving, you know, politicians a bad name. And I said, I am not going to be that dirty politician. I mean, I Good think job. I actually did a video about that. Right. So, no, I went and filed my statement of disclosure. And of course, you know, I'm in front of the integrity commissioner. But, you know, I said also, you know. I saw another colleague sitting there and, you know, I went down to the gift shop because I would have loved to have had a Jersey until I saw what the price was. Mm -hmm. And I went down there with them and they said, Oh, you know what? I'm like, Oh no, I can't get it. And they're like, Oh no, we're going to get it for you. I'm like, um, no, 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 these, these jerseys are like close to $400. No, you're not getting me anything. So I let them buy me a foam finger to give to my son. Right. <laughs> Wow, look, you're being set up there. So I brought this forward. I actually, you know, I was kind of had a moment at council one night when they were trying to get me to step, they were going to get me off of the safety and well-being committee, right? But I decided to step down a week and a half before them by a YouTube video, right? As you saw from that other one. And uh, at that moment there, I blurted it out, you know, the the basically the corruption that's going on. And, you know, at the, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. So, you know, it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but you see what's happening and I got to start calling this out. So I guarantee you lots would have happened if you didn't do that. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because Especially I this mentor that. now. Yeah. Because every time, because I keep on standing up, <clears throat> I keep mm -hmm. on saying that this isn't right. This isn't right for the safety of the people, this and that. And they don't like me speaking up. They don't like me telling the truth. They don't like me saying that I don't like the strong mayor's powers. They don't like me saying that I think the CAO has too many powers. They don't mm -hmm. like saying all no. of this. So now they're just going after me for everything. So, you know, I got to make sure all my I's are dotted, T's are crossed. And, you know, that's the way that I live my life. So, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to get me on a sarcastic remark. <clears throat> that's all they got. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you're going to see that. They're just grasping at straws now to to silence me and put me in my place to say, like, you know, shut up, Lisa. Quit going <laughs> against, 
quit going against the grain and start listening to us or else we're going to make your life miserable for the next three and a half years and you're going to end up working for free. And that's exactly what's happening. Exactly what happened. You saw that coming. And as an independent candidate, I have the same paranoia as well. I can't misappropriate one dollar because I guarantee you they'll be looking if I win and I don't have the protection of a party at all. So I got to be very, very, very careful. I'm doing everything right. 100% because that will be the worst. I win this election, then, ooh, they found $10 or something, something. So we're very, very careful in making sure everything's allocated yeah. right where it's supposed to be with receipts, too. Yeah. And you're not wrong. The only game that you should be playing is watching the one on the on the court uh, and not having to come back and deal with that. You, your gut was right, and you did the right thing. Absolutely. And as soon as somebody starts talking about you'll have something to hold on them, they're holding a bunch and a bunch of people, including you, the moment you walk out of that door, if you do exactly what they suggested. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I mean, look at what this person's done to me in the, the past and as of late. You know, I see how this person is. I mean, <clears throat> I'll actually be filing, you know, some, uh, you know, some, I'm going to say some sexual harassment, some psychological harassment, because what's happening now is like, you know, I'll go out to functions. I'm going out to events with my colleagues. And you know what? They're cropping me out of photos as if I wasn't at the event. They're standing oh, wow. there. Yeah, they're standing there with their back towards me. So like I'm looking straight and like, you know, I've got this back towards me like this. And I mean, you see it in the photos that people take, you know, which is psychological behavior. You know, they barely talk to you. They whisper, they, you know, they laugh behind your back. They spread the rumors on social media. It's like, it's absolutely insane. It's like, get out of the, get out of the sandbox, everybody. Like, are we not adults here? Like, you know, Isn't that amazing? You have a problem with my three motions I want to bring forward. You went straight to the integrity commissioner. The mayor allowed it to happen. And not one person came to have a conversation with me and asked me why my views were or what constituents brought these issues to me. Um, not one person said anything. They just go straight for the integrity commissioner. Like, you know, let's try and throw Lisa under the bus and let's do everything we can to get her to either quit or, you know, whatever they want me to I think do. you're going to become mayor over this press. I think there's enough people in Pickering that are going to see what this is for what it is. And you may start growing support over all of this because they're witch hunting you completely. And we've seen this before with other politicians, Trump being a big one. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I've even had people call me, oh my God, there's like, you know, Mrs. Trump, right? She's talking about Dominion voting systems. And it's like, well, it's true. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm not making it up. And they're like, no, 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 we don't have Dominion voting systems here. And I'm like, yes, we yes, do. do. Right. You know, actually it's kind of funny because when, when that happened to Trump and they were talking about like, you know, the elections being rigged and stuff, right. I had actually done a lot of research back in 2017-18 regarding Dominion voting systems. And I think it was like the CAO or somebody who was high up like that. I'd have to look up my paperwork. It's so suppressed right now on the Internet. But it was like the CAO or something. He said, whoever has control of the system can control, can manipulate the vote and go virtually undetected. This Correct. is their words that they did in a press conference. And so, you know, when when all that happened to Trump, I kind of made a joke and I said, yeah, they probably used Dominion voting systems. And I think like, you know, a few weeks later, I mean, I almost fell over as soon as they said Dominion voting systems, right? Because it wouldn't be the first time or the last time that they have elected the wrong person into a position. I mean, it's happened all through Canada. It's happened mm -hmm. through the U.S. Like, you know, where they've proven that they have actually done that.
So. Yeah, for sure. And then I've had debates with people who are calling for Bitcoin or a blockchain voting. And they're like, look, if we have a blockchain vote, it will be open and everybody will get to see it. I'm like, listen, 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 <laughs> please. Yeah. Stop. I, I, I know the tech behind it. Now, let me explain to you what is exactly going to happen. First, under the rule of privacy, you will not have names. Second, you're going to have this long generated ID that you'll never be able to point to a person. And third, sure, you'll see the votes are all open. It, you will have no way of corroborating it. There'll be no way for you to know if that vote was really that way. And in mm -hmm. fact, because it's open and they call it an open ledger, they're going to convince you that your your lying eyes, your lying eyes don't believe that. Uh, we yeah. are being honest here. And what will absolutely happen is it'll be the easiest way to steal an election because right. it's all digital now, all digital. And you'll have mm -hmm. no way of proving it either way. That's yeah. exactly the point. That's yeah. exactly the point. Exactly. Uh, so I have a correction. Oh, just a second. I saw somebody yep. come up there saying about they canceled her in Chatham. I think that's Rhonda. Is it Rhonda? Somebody Sorry, somebody in the chat? chat? Somebody said something in the chat about the same thing is happening to a counselor out in Chatham. Chatham. Okay. I said, yeah, that's there you go. It. Yes, yes, that's it right there. Her name is Rhonda, I believe. Yeah, we've spoken a few times on the phone. We're, we're in touch. And, like, you know, we actually are using the same lawyer at this time. So. And same theme song, too? Yeah, the same thing. You know, she's going through a hard time. There's a few of hmm. us. I said Linda Stone, she's a school trustee in DDSB, you know, she's been uh, not allowed to show up at some meetings, she's not allowed to speak at some meetings, because their rules are a little bit different there, but she's fighting strong for the parents and for the children, and yeah, she's getting slammed everywhere as well, but she won't stop either, none of these women will, these are really tough, strong women, and you know, I'm start, like I said, to get support from other counselors, like, you know, throughout the GTA that are saying, Good. you know, Right on, Lisa. Like, you know, and we're all going to start standing up. So it's great. So sorry, I had to cut you off because I saw that. No worries. Quickly. So what were you going to say? No, first, I'm going to respond to that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You are going to inspire other counselors currently in, thinking about, or the future ones. You are going to do it. And the more they put you in the press to talk about the stuff that they're coming after you for, the more people will come forward, your constituents and other areas. So keep it up. This is mm -hmm. probably the, the path for you. And this may be why it's a bit of a calling for you to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. The more they put you out there in the press, I think the more you're going to wake people up. That's good news. Yeah. Um, the fact check that I want to bring up is actually, I brought the law that I was talking about before here. Oh, perfect. So it's chapter 46 and it's section 119. So we can paralegal this a little bit here. Ooh. So the first little section here, everyone is guilty of an indictable. Ooh, we're indictable. We're not summary here. We're an indictable. Ooh, we um, represent them. <laughs> no, we can't. No, they're going to need the heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. We can only do summary offenses, just so everybody knows. That's what a paralegal can do at this time. <laughs> yep, 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 for sure. Uh, 5,000 in six months or less, and we can handle right. it. Uh, I could have when I was still in Ontario. I don't do this now. And I got to be clear about that because I'm under investigation right now. So I want to make, make that clear. Uh, I don't practice in Alberta. Uh, imprisonment of a term not exceeding 14 years. Oh, so this is, this is really serious. Yeah. Okay. So being a holder of a judicial office, okay, or a member of parliament, so clearly labeled right there, MPs, mm -hmm. or the legislator you know, directly or indirectly, corruptly accepts obtains, agrees to accept, or attempts to obtain. So kind of broad, but you have to be involved or not like directly or indirectly, you have to be involved mm -hmm. for themselves or another person. Easy. Any money, valuable consideration, office, 
office <laughs> by mm. itself right there. It's not, yeah. it's very clear place or employment. Employment also covers whether or not you keep your office mm. in respect of anything done or admitted to be done or admitted by them in their office capacity or directly corruptly gives or offers to a person mentioned in paragraph A. So this could be jug meat or Trudeau. I'm not sure who the first one offered the deal to each other. Right. Uh, any of the benefits or money can value or office again. So once again, if you're negotiating for the office mm-hmm. place or employment, this to me is bribery. Yeah. So making the deal around the no, specifically the no confidence vote deal, specifically around that one, because mm-hmm. that protects both of their offices and employment. Um, there's no way for us to recall at all now. So his office is completely protected with that deal. Yeah. From my reading here, and this use a paralegal here, you know, maybe this is black and white bribery, that particular deal, because they don't call it a coalition. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody on the council. There's no NDP that's part of uh, the cabinet. So it's not a coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a partnership. And I think this partnership is illegal. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Well, let's put it out there, but I've had this on Twitter and people come back to me and go, oh, you're very selective on what you're saying here. Yeah. Well, the criminal code is very specific and, and we're supposed to read it for what it is. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Chapter yep. tw- uh, 34, section 119, yep. uh, bribery of an office, MP specifically. You know, I have to look into that one and see. But, but I mean, you know, again, you know, right now it seems to be that feelings seem to be trumping the law. So I'm having a hard time with that balancing act or what they're trying to try to do there that yeah, feelings trump law. I mean, even with the integrity commissioner, you know, the one that I just got sanctioned on, I asked a lot of questions. I mean, you could probably pull up that video too, but you know, I asked, where's the evidence, you know, where in my post does it say I was bullying or intimidating these people? I said, where in my post does it even connect these three people with the committee of adjustments meeting where in my mm-hmm. post does it connect these three people with you know them standing in opposition i mean there was absolutely no evidence i asked numerous times for evidence and the integrity commissioner doesn't have it but yet they could still sit there and sanction me on bullying and intimidation for saying thank you for your neighborly kindness i feel like having t-shirts made up to say thank you for your neighborly kindness do it. Right? Do it. We'll buy one. We'll put it on the show. I'm thinking, you know, thank you for your neighborly kindness just to, you know, get some support because they have, you know, yeah, I got a lot of sanctions coming down the pipeline. So like I said, I'll be working for free as a modern day slave, right? So. Right. You just have to put on, uh, not Mr. Robinson. What was his name? Mr. The neighborhood guy as a kid. Uh, Mr. Oh, on, Paula, help me. Oh my goodness. So an art. Your name is throwing me off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh Paula, my what's his name? Mr. What? He had the sweater. He had the song, Won't You Be My Neighbor. He passed oh, away. Great God. guy. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Right. So you have to put on one of his sweaters for your shirt. And it has to be Miss Rob- Robinson. Won't you be yeah. my neighbor or, or a lovely neighbor? That's what you oh, like Thank you, Patch. Great. Yeah. 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 Bring us back to nostalgic times where we remember good neighbors, what good neighbors used to do. Yeah. Well, that's what they used to be, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's, but you know, in I, Quebec, I, your neighbors will call on you when you have one too many visitor during lockdown and stuff like that. Remember that? Christmas yeah. time, police were showing up because neighbors were phoning them in. And, and we saw this in Germany, too. This was a yeah. behavior we saw in Germany. 
uh, neighbors calling in on neighbors or whatever the government said to call in on that was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, I, I do still have that last video that you've sent me the link to, uh, the one with uh, the recent one. Oh. Um, we still have time to play that if you do. Sure. Oh, I, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You're good? Yeah. Well, the cats yeah. aren't killing themselves anymore, so My that's good. My over at his girlfriend's place right now. It's just wonderful. Oh, he's not so young anymore. Okay, well, great. no, I mean, he's now a, a new teen. So, actually, the mom is just a uh, send soup. Oh. Yes, his uh, girlfriend's mom is going to send me home soup because I haven't had anything to eat. So that's so nice. Lovely. Are you going to declare that soup? <gasps> yeah, right? No, this is like you just put it online. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, a bowl of soup, two twenty-five. Right. Well, it's homemade soup, so you could probably get at least ten bucks for it. <laughs> at least, at least, it's the best kind too. Probably no MSGs and everything. So yeah, right. Don't even get me started on MSG and you know healthy food and you know we could talk like it. We could talk hours on that as well, right? Um, well, I, mean, I know people want you to come right? back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to find some more time. If, if you want to come back, we'll do that. Yeah, so let's go ahead and share this video. Awesome. Yeah, yeah this is so everyone now will know mine. So I thought, Sorry, go ahead. And I said, now these videos here are going to, I'm going to actually read out my three motions with the whereas is, so you'll know exactly what's in my motion. And you're going to see that, you know, for what they want to sanction me on and the lies that uh, they're bringing forth. I mean, it's right here. I say exactly what they mean. And there's nothing homophobic, homophobic, and I'm not saying I want to delete the universal change rooms or get rid of the universal change rooms. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought you would, but yeah, now we'll clarify it for the record. Yeah. Got it. So I thought, as you mentioned, I could really use everybody's help. I'm planning on bringing a few motions at Pickering City Hall, which is coming up on May 23rd. A couple of my motions, I do have seconders, but a couple of them I don't yet, and I cannot move forward or bring anything to the floor until I do. My first motion that I desperately need somebody to sign for me has to do with drag shows and pride parades. So I will give you the wording on what it's going to be, um, and you guys can let me know what you think, and then what we can do is we can start sending letters to other members of council and see if we can get anyone to help us with this. Do we need to be a current resident? No, no. Well, I'm sure we can find a lot of Pickering residents. Yes, of course. So, oh, oh, so first of all, I'm going to give you the definition of what I think an adult live performance is. And adult live performance is any show, exhibition, or other presentation that is performed in front of a live audience and in whole or in part depicts or stimulates nudity, sexual contact, sexual excitement, specific sexual activities, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts. Definition of a child, any person aged 18 or under. Now for my notice of motion. Whereas a drag show is a form of adult entertainment performed by drag artists, impersonating men or women, typically in a bar or nightclub, reserved for patrons aged 19 years of age and older. And whereas Pride Parades, also known as, known as Pride March, Pride Event, or Pride Festival, is an outdoor event celebrating lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, 
and queer, the LGBTQ+. And whereas both drag shows and pride parades are adult live performances, and whereas children of all ages are being exposed to these adult live performances, and whereas to protect children and their childhood innocence from live adult performances. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Council of the Corporation of the City of Pickering prohibit A, a person from knowingly admitting a child to an adult live performance. B, not to issue a permit or authorize a person to conduct an adult live performance who will knowingly admit a child. And C, any licensed public lodging or public food, food service establishment or any premises that has a beverage license who knowingly admits a child to an adult live performance, the establishment or premises is subject to having that license suspended or revoked and being fined. Being fined. And then to have a copy of this motion to be sent to through all through the region of Durham, to all Durham municipalities, the AMO and the FCS. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Seems like I basic. said, I need to find a seconder for this, but I will do everything I possibly can. And it has to be on my council. It has to be one of the seven days. So anybody on Ajax step up. Another one that you all mentioned tonight um, has to do with the, the flag raising. And it's kind of funny because I've actually written one out for this as well, but I haven't given notice. So this will be getting notice on, on the 23rd of this month. So whereas public spaces such as schools, city halls, and libraries must remain neutral and the duty of state neutrality stipulates that neutrality must be adhered to and upheld by elected officials and must be done so without favor and in respect of the law. And whereas when flying non-government flags such as special interest groups adheres to a belief that it is merely expressing an opinion on the subject but it is really creating a hierarchy of beliefs. And whereas a hierarchy of beliefs casts doubt on the value of those it does not share. And whereas it creates a ranking of the individuals who hold such beliefs. And whereas by expressing no preference, the state ensures that it preserves a neutral public space that is free from discrimination and in which true freedom to believe or not to believe is enjoyed by everyone equally, given that everyone is valued equally. Yes. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Council of the Corporation of the City of Pickering create policies that, one, only federal, provincial, and municipal flags be permitted to be raised in all public spaces. Two, the poppy flag and the veterans flag to be exempted from this policy. Yes. And three, a copy of this motion to be sent to the region of Durham, all Durham municipalities, the AMO, and the FCS. Yeah. Thank you. Got one more. Oh, one more. Actually, I have two more, but I have one more to read to you tonight. And because we're on this topic. So this one has to do with the universal change rooms. So the city of Pickering, they have a female um, change room for members. They have a male change room for members. And then they have a universal room. 
And within this universal room, anybody can use it, but also members are also using it. So just a few short weeks ago, there were some people there for a swim meet and a couple of young girls went into the, um, into the universal change room. Who followed them in there? An older male member who has his own change room, but yet no, he decided he was going to start using that washroom. Yeah. 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 Bingo. So a lot of uh, parents in Pickering have brought this to my attention. They're very upset just like you are. So I've decided to write a motion for this one as well. So whereas Chestnut Hill Recreation Complex has three designated change rooms consisting of a female members only change room, a male members only change room, and a co-ed universal change room used by members with children under the age of 18 and their guests. And whereas the co-ed universal change room gives an opportunity for predators to be alone with vulnerable children. And whereas children have a right, a right to feel and be safe when using these vulnerable spaces. And whereas it is critical that the corporation of the city of Pickering minimize the risk of predators preying on children who are not accompanied by an adult within the recreation complex change rooms. And whereas it should be the choice of the individual or family to choose which change room they feel most safe using. Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Council of the Corporation of the City of Pickering create a new policy within the Chestnut Hill Recreation Complex that permits a female the choice to use a female-only change room. It permits, number two, a male the choice to use a male-only change room. Three, the universal change room to be inclusive to all genders and or families, and this policy to come into full force and effect immediately and lastly a copy of this motion to be sent to the region of durham the durham municipality send it this way i will do everything uh, everything i can um if i can have one more second i just want to tell you a little story that happened to me so maybe this is something that you might sorry she just has a question i wanted to know what you need from us as a seconder do they have to be on council or just a member so of I'm my seconder has to be a member of council so what's going to happen is that um i have a couple of other motions coming forward at this one too that has to do with uh, geoengineering it also has to do with all the train derailments and the, the hazardous materials that are coming through durham and as you know there was just another train derailment in kingston just the other day and if that had happened in durham a lot of us would have had to have been evacuated right mm-hmm. so i have a couple of those coming forward these ones here um i think I think I might have had the change room. I think uh, possibly one of the other councillors are going to sign up, but I think I might have a hard time with the drag queen um, and pride events one. But um, I will keep on announcing it every time I'm at council. If I don't have a seconder, I will make sure to let everybody know that, again, I'm going to bring a notice to bring a notice of motion forward at the next meeting for the same thing over and over until they start listening. So that is what I. Oh, cool. Yeah. It ended there, but I like that last part. You're going to keep asking until they do it. So did you do that? No. Well, then we went out. We had our our break, right? And then uh, I know that uh, they took me to the Integrity Commissioner, which, again, I'm still waiting for this sanction to come through and what the recommendation is going to be. But when they went to the Integrity Commissioner, like, you know, they're saying that I was inciting a riot. So, you know, how I I asked her, I said, you know what? send emails to your counselors you know show up at some of our some of our uh council meetings so apparently i was inciting a riot because i asked mm-hmm. to get involved right that's kind of like you know familiar sounding isn't it 
And, yep. uh, and then, like I said, you know, they said that I wanted to abolish the universal change room, which as you can see, no, I said that everyone have a choice to be able to use that. But uh, yeah, a few of the lies that they put in there against me, calling me transphobic and homophobic based on those three motions. So I'm so sorry, but you're a strong fighter. You're a wonder woman. You can take this and thank you for doing that. My only question is how were you able to stand on uh, the sidewalk and the dirt in those shoes they look like pretty high shoes i wear them everywhere i wear my high heels everywhere i always try and be like you know you know i always try and look appropriate you know like today i mean right now you see this on right but i mean i have pajamas on for the bottoms right i'm ready for bed just kidding oh wow <laughs> don't tube in us okay just stay there for now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i don't need any more trouble uh, and i'll no, be exactly, right? Yeah, because we talked about a little bit of law, all of a sudden I'll be in trouble because I'm in Alberta and we talked about law. I'm yeah, sure something like that. of course, right? Absolutely. But so Lisa, I want you to come back maybe once a month or so. We'll get updates as you're doing this. We'll see if you ever find a second. We'll see what else they're doing to you. We'll see if they take away your shoes. We'll see what they're up to in the near future. Right? Yeah, I mean, right? I'd love to. I have, a, I have a lot of stories, you know, a lot of things that are going on and yeah, I mean, I'd love to, you know, if I could just get it all out there, it'd, it'd be great. I mean, people need to know what's really happening. I mean, at the local politics, right? They need to know and see exactly like, you know, what is happening. I mean, I'm seeing firsthand and, and it's scary. It really is scary. You know, even with our, our, um, uh, 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 with our school trustees, you know, they're, like I said, like, you know, they've infiltrated, you know, our school trustees and, you know, a lot of them, they like, whether they have queer children or, you know, nieces or nephews or the, or like, you know, the student bodies that are sitting on them, if they're like, you know, if they're confused about their gender or whatnot, it's like, there's, those are reasons why they're not listening to the other parents who say, no, you know what, enough is enough. Just don't teach it to our children. I mean, that's all they want. You know, they don't mm -hmm. need the LGBTQ plus community, you know, they're not against any of this. It's just like, you know, there should be no secrets between the school and from the parents, you know, Correct. Like, you know, and, and, you know, I, I did a video there where like, you know, I stood up because like, you know, I applauded Stephen Lecce for like, you know, bringing forward that, you know, there should be no secrets, you know, with the, what kind of pronouns are using in school and whatnot. And now Doug Ford has, you know, openly um, stepped up and said that as well, which is great. Um, so, you know, I applaud that, you know, they're starting to come around to the proper, I'm going to say, way of thinking because it is not right what's happening. I keep on saying any adult who tells you to keep secrets from your child is not a safe adult. And you Correct. will one from those people, right? And, you know, once people start seeing that, you know, hopefully things will start changing. Because, I mean, they are yeah. after our children, and it's very, very sad that everything is targeting the children right now. 100%, and that's, I think, another provocation. It's like raising the flag during the March day. This is a provocation. I think that what they're doing yeah. here is trying to provoke us. Because if there's a video of parents going crazy, guess what happens next? New mm -hmm. laws about that, and a lot more people are stepping involved with your children. They want crazy parents, because that will give them a bit of a path forward to come down harder on all parents. So... Yeah. 
I'm, I'm glad parents are staying good about this, but you can see the anger is getting a little bit louder and they're definitely getting more frustrated. Uh, somebody told me there's another March, uh, October 21st. I got to look into that. Uh, but they're talking about another million person March. Have you heard anything like that? No, I don't know. No. I mean, I've been busy the last couple of days trying to fight a few things, but. Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, I don't so get to everything. I mean, people are constantly sending me stuff. Like I can't get back to all my emails, but I do my best, you know, to say thank you. And people just keep on sending me stuff. So just let everyone know, like, you know, I do receive a lot and I'm doing my best to, to get back. And uh, I, I feel the love, which is amazing, right? Like, you should. It keeps me yeah, and, strong. And look, if they get rid of you out there, come to Alberta. Oh, most Come to Alberta. Yeah. We'll get you hooked up. Me here, that's exactly where I'm going to come for sure. <laughs> yeah, lots of room for that dog to run around and enjoy some uh, fresh air for sure. Yeah. But look, we'll definitely get you back. What is Paula sending me here? Uh, oh, wait, so maybe there is something on October 21st. So let's just find out together. Yes. Hold on a second. Yeah, this was on my chat this morning and I didn't know what they were talking about. So let me go take a look here. Bear with me for a moment. Sure. I need I need someone like Paula on my team who can just sit there and find things for me as I say them. Like she's amazing. Thanks, Paula. Isn't she? Isn't <laughs> she? She didn't she didn't like you cuddling towards me on the screen though. So if I do that, <laughs> she may not be happy. Wait, like this way again, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Paula, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here we go. Million person march. Let's see. Let's discover this together. Mm-hmm. All right, one million March for children announces a second event Saturday, October twenty. Oh, Saturday now. That's better than a Wednesday. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you that. That's better than a Wednesday. How should we feel about this? I'm sure they're going to be upset. Whoever wrote this article depends where it's from. Yeah. But uh, behind million March, plan a second event October twenty first. Oh. Oh wow. Okay, so I'm gonna look into this. I I've connected with a lot of the organizers from the first one, so we're gonna spend some time to look into that. But mm -hmm. all right, if it's on a Saturday, this this might be a really good uh, showing, mm -hmm. and we'll see if the unions come out again and start threatening people. And I guess you can't get a paid day if it's on a Saturday, so yeah. you know, maybe this will work out. Not I, like you know what a paid day feels like anymore, anyways. Yeah, I mean I'm not getting paid, so. Whatever. Well, you're go. also not being taxed, so there's your silver lining. Exactly. I mean, I spoke at the last million march, which was great. I they gave me a, gave about a seven minute speech, so that was amazing. Because mm. and then I'm getting so much support because, like you know, they're they're saying like you know, yeah, not a, a lot of elected officials are standing up for this kind of thing, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to stand up. I was worried that I was going to get another sanction, but you know what? If it's going to be, it's going to be. You know, I'm not going to stop speaking. Well, you keep it up, you might get that free coffee after seven sanctions. I think that's the rule here. Neither. It's Starbucks only, though, by the way. Here's something for you, though. I just gave up coffee. I'm almost <laughs> gone. This is funny, right? Almost. It's been almost two months now. My son says to me, because I was out of coffee one day, and I, I think I was grumpy in the morning, and I just wanted to get a cup of coffee. Mom, you're addicted to coffee. I said, I'm not addicted to coffee. He goes, Mom, you're addicted to coffee. You can't quit. And I go, I can quit. So I went, fine. So I made sure that I didn't go to Costco so I wouldn't go get coffee. And the first three Kirkland brand? Kirkland brand. No, the um, it's a Starbucks, the dark roast that I like the best. Okay. Vienna or whatever it's called. Veronica or whatever it's called. And uh, I said, I can do this. So the first three days, wicked headache. I couldn't stop my headache. And I'm thinking, my body's craving it. My body's yeah. craving it. That means you're addicted to it, right? Because I mean, I gave up smoking like almost 13 years ago, right? So 
it was like, oh my God, my body is craving it. So I am addicted to it. And I'm not addicted that, you know, if I have one, I'm going to have like, you know, a lot, like if I was to smoke. So I just, uh, I haven't gone back to it. I just drink hot water with, um, with lemon now, organic lemon. And then I throw in some cayenne pepper, about four shakes of cayenne pepper. The cayenne pepper gives it like, just like a different bit of a taste. And it's so good for you. I mean, it's so good for your digestive system. And it gives you that little bit of taste. So you really don't need coffee and you're getting all these fluids and hydrating and it's so much better. So I just haven't had a coffee since. Well, congratulations on that. It'll save you a few more bucks. And, uh, well, you can't. Well, I need to save my pennies right now, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, It's all working out for a reason here. He spurred you on so you can afford uh, to allow him to go see his girlfriend. Yeah, Um, exactly. Imagine me not getting paid. And I can't, I, and if I didn't quit drinking coffee and I wanted to coffee in the morning and I had no money to get a coffee, I mean, I'd probably be like a monster. I'd be so upset. Right. So, you know what? I think that just fell exactly into place where it was supposed to as well. You know, there's a path for you. You're just discovering it as you go along for the journey. I am. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, I think I might actually be in Ottawa for the 21st. Um, it wasn't, because I'm going to be out there for the Chris and Tamara uh, trial. I have to be back here for the 25th for Chris Carbert, one of the Coots men. Uh, he has a bail hearing coming up, so I'm going to be covering that. But oh, yeah, okay. maybe I'll be in Ottawa or might be in Ontario during the 21st. We'll see how that goes. Oh, that'd be amazing that we can meet in person. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And bring those tall shoes because I'm six foot three. So oh, I'm yeah. Afraid. Definitely need them then for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no more cuddling on the screen. All right, Paula? No, of course not. Yeah. No, Paula's going to be right there in the between us. I can't wait to meet her too. Will she be coming with you? Uh, probably. Yeah, she's probably. got some family to see. We got to, my in-laws are out there. So yeah, probably. But I don't know if she'll be at any march or anything. But yeah, we'll probably find some time. Excellent. And Paula's saying, yep, honey, lemon, and cayenne. You already have a friend. And she likes tea, Ooh. not coffee. Honey, I like that. That sounds good, too. Yeah. Yep. But, Paula, go ahead and book her again. Let's get you back as often as you can. can. I love these conversations. Even as a candidate, I love these conversations. I definitely want to get into how you run as a candidate, how you did that. I want to learn some of that from you as well. Mm-hmm. And I also want to get that information out towards 3 to 7 or 2 to 7 so that somebody else can uh, come forward for the next election. When is your next election in Pickering? Oh, goodness, I know. It's not for like three and a half years unless something happens with somebody before then, and then they'll have to be forced to call in, right? So we'll have to see. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, so we got a little bit of time to find some good candidates, bring them forward, get their public um, yeah. persona forward, and get some support on them. Yeah, Thank exactly. You, or, or lastly, you know, I decide to run federally, you know, for the Conservative Party or something, then, you know, that will be in the next couple of years. So, I mean, we'll have to see how, how that goes. Because they do need to have a conservative running, not a liberal, right? Well, why don't you become Leroy and run for the Liberal Party and do what they're doing? Or take one of their seats for us. Yeah, that would be great too, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> All you got to do is change your gender the day before and you're good to go. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. Got to play their game sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. But thank you very much, Lisa. I got to get running because I got to get ready for um, for everybody who's watching now. I'll be on Shadow yeah. Davis in under an hour. Uh, we'll be talking about the new convoy and uh, the kerfuffle around that. If okay. you are not for that new convoy, people are coming at you hard. And yeah. uh, Shadow Davis is one of them that they're coming after. And, and I'm one of them as well. So uh, 
If you want some information about that new convoy, it will be 8 Central, 9 o'clock your time. Uh, Shadow okay. Davis on Rumble. Oh, that'd be amazing. Perfect. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, so much you take care. Today and letting me uh, speak freely. That's amazing. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. And thank you so much, Paula, for reaching out to me. It was great to hear such a friendly voice on the other end of the phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick has told me so much about you guys. So that's amazing. That's awesome. And we love Rick as well. And when you get sanctioned for this video, make sure I get a copy. I'll put it on the set. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Done deal. Thank Thanks. you, Lisa. All right. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. I hope to see you soon. Take care. Say hi to your son, the two cats and the one dog. Take care. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.